I'm a fish boy who skates for Team X Blades with a leprechaun who plays basketball. Come to my smart house, meet my alien sister. Don't come hungry, because I'll bet my mom can't Hello everyone and welcome to Mom Can't Cook, a DCOM podcast. I am one of your hosts, Andy Farrant, and I have received the grafted hand of a dangerous maniac. Oh no! But luckily, for this podcast, that maniac was Michael Eisner. <laughs> you got Michael Eisner's hand. Yeah, it's, so all it does is just like commission low budget, not very good films. Yeah. And I'm in no position of power to actually do that. So Hello, I'm, I'm the other host, Luke Westaway. So, so to be clear, Andy, the, um, the hand, does it like have a sort of rubber stamp in it? That just says like just says, air, it. air it, air it, air yeah. It. But the thing is, like, I'm not in a. I can I can walk up to someone in the street and I say, "What if a girl at school realised that her mother was uh, part camel?" Yep. Damn, that's good. And she sort of turned into a camel. You feel the hand trembling, yeah. vibrating with excitement at your side. We could call it "Got the Hump." <laughs> God, that's good. And then it doesn't really affect her much. She can sort of store water in her her hump. She can <laughs> survive for a, a long old time. Yeah. As long as she's also got food. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's not that much different. And she lives in, like, Ohio, so it doesn't... Yeah. There is plentiful water. <laughs> but, yeah, that... Oh, the hand, it's doing it. Stamp, oh, stamp, stamp, air it. Yeah, you would... Um, uh, you, uh, I'm struggling with it. You would wake up in the morning to find your laptop, like, on, on the bed, and the hand is halfway through writing an email, commissioning a script yeah. for Got the Hump. I, you wake up and your hand is holding a big pair of ceremonial scissors and opening Disneyland parents. <laughs> no! No! Cursed hand! Don't you do it! <laughs> Don't you open Disneyland Paris! You no. use the big ceremonial scissors to slice the hand off and it crawls away. It scurries off. It scurries off up into the off princess castle. Yeah. Crawls up Mickey Mouse's trouser leg and inside the suit. Some say it's still there. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that uh, that spooky scenario we just presented yep. is easily on a par with anything in Halloween Town 2, which is the film that we're talking about today. Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. It is so funny to me that this film is called Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. I yep. cannot think of a more overwrought subtitle for the twee nonsense whimsy yep. of, of the Halloween, Halloween Town, Town movies. Calabar's Revenge. It's so good. Also, a lot of returning characters from the original Halloween Town. Uh, you know who doesn't appear in this film in any capacity? Calabar. So. <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. So. There's absolutely no... Yeah, Calabar's not in this one. Yeah. Um, his revenge is uh, more symbolic. Oh, okay, fine. Well, yeah. Um, it, this is a very, very, very... Rare instance where I would say that if you haven't listened to our episode about Halloween Town, you probably should listen to it first. Not only for the plot, mm-hmm. um, to catch up on that, but also just to get where we're going to be coming from with, well, where Andy's going to be coming from with what I'm going to assume is a white hot burning hatred for the protagonist. I, I, think, you, I think people could watch this film and get, and get there. Yeah, oh, okay. <laughs> I think cool. I don't think they'll consider it undue. <laughs> okay, so yeah, it's it's ha- Halloween Town Two, Calabar's Revenge. Why don't we hear how the Disney Channel sold it to you, the the child in the noughties? One day, 
Your favorite witches are back, and so is the wrath of Calabar. Someone has to take my place as head of the Cromwell line. And he sent a new warlock to make trouble in Halloween Town. Can Marnie and the Cromwell witches stop him? Now he's going to turn the humans into creatures. That's not normal. Kimberly J. Brown and Debbie Reynolds return in a Disney Channel original movie. We are out Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. Monday at 8, 7 Central, only on Disney Channel. So yeah, just going to get it uh, get it out of the way early. Um, I think Kimberly J. Brown is a, is a fine actress doing the best with the material provided. Yep. That's all I'm going to say on that matter. <laughs> okay. Hate, and he's finished Marnie. reading from his prepared statement. Hey, Marnie, so goddamn much. <laughs> the oh, character man. of Marnie. Okay. Who I hate. Uh, so uh, the movie begins with a recap, right? Mm, uh, yes. Marnie talks about how they were last in Halloween Town two years ago. They had to use the power of the Cromwell witch family to defeat Calabar, claims Marnie, which may well have been what happened. <laughs> it's impossible to know for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Uh, the end of this recap, which we're going to trust you don't need, being a big fan of mm-hmm. at least our Halloween Town episode, if not Halloween Town itself. Uh, we we smash to the present and we see yeah. Marnie in her bedroom. She's using her internet computer. Yeah. We... Uh... We're reminded in the recap that after they saved Halloween Town, um, Grandma decided to leave her comfy house in Halloween Town and come live with their family in the mortal world. That's right. A baffling decision, both inconsistent with Halloween Town lore and the grandmother's character in general. Yeah, I mean, the the Halloween Town lore that Andy's referring to is that time moves extremely slowly in Halloween Town. Hmm. So a year in Halloween Town is a hundred years in the mortal realm. Yes. Right? That's that. I've got that right. Yeah, this is um, a baffling piece of law they've introduced that immediately <laughs> makes no sense. So, Grandma came to Earth to die. <laughs> like, she was like, "I'm leaving Halloween Town." In the same way that, like, a cat will crawl under a shed if yeah. it knows it's dying, or a, a hobbit will go into the West or whatever. Yeah, off, yeah, yeah. She's going to the Grey Havens. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is like rural Ohio. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I should point out that not just any hobbit can go into the Grey Havens. You don't only need very to. special hobbits. Okay, we'll cut all this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, to editor, any hobbit mentions automatic delete. Yeah, I've just I've set up an AI subroutine. It just comes out automatically. Anything so, hobbit or hobbit adjacent. Yeah. Um, so it's Halloween night again. Uh, the only night we can pass freely between Halloween Town and our world, says says Marnie. That doesn't make sense because a hundred years passes. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Does it, yeah, it's it's a, a mess, a nightmare already. Um, Marnie is wondering how Halloween Town has changed. And we get some shots of Halloween Town. Um, it's changed quite a lot in that uh, it's a completely different location <laughs> that they're using for Halloween Town now. Yeah, I think this is the most upsetting thing about this movie is that it does not feature the iconic Halloween Town plaza yeah like the the set the halloween town itself from the first movie yeah it looks like um if you went to a sort of provincial theme park that had a sort of medieval land so not like disney level yeah but if you went to like a sort of slightly rubbish theme park and it was like medieval land we've got a dragon themed roller coaster it's the sort of the square of that it looks about it's the square of that that only has like a cafe and a gift shop in it yeah it's got a pizza hut window 
Yeah, and it's yeah. and it's closed. And it's, <laughs> it's, like, it's closed. It's like don't yeah. come to this bit because it, we're refurbing it. It looks like yeah, the original Halloween Town you'll remember was a proper like large hill valley style town square. Yeah, this looks like where, you could fit yeah. about thirty people in this town square. Where, where they effed it up with the first one was not the town square; it was the people they filled it with and yeah. the the terrible, terrible garbage monsters of varying levels of attention to detail. <laughs> and what this film counts as a Halloween monster, it's like sometimes it's just a juggler. Well, something. yeah, in this scene, for example, we have a juggler in face paint. A, is a there gold... a juggler? <laughs> yeah. Whoa, there's a juggler. Whoa, whoa, whoa. <laughs> scary. There's Horrors a... abound here in Halloween Town. There's a goblin with a ukulele. Um, there's a, a woman in a carnival mask on stilts. <laughs> ah! <laughs> oh, Jesus. She's coming right at me quite slowly because she's on stilts, but still. <laughs> probably just trip her up. Just kick one of the stilts away. Easy enough. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, she's hopping. It... It's weird that it's stilts. She's not a monster. She's, she's a woman on stilts. To be fair, those could be her legs. They, yeah, I guess. They look like stilts, though. And it yeah. doesn't look like the film is trying to make it look like they're long spider legs. It looks like... No, she's walking awkwardly on them like they're stilts. If they were your real legs, you'd have mm. adapted to them by this point, mm-hmm, I think. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. For sure. So, yeah, uh, nothing has changed at our house, says Marnie, typing this on her internet computer. Yes, she's web chatting. She's web chatting. That's right. She's IMing with someone called Girl Power. Yeah. But yeah, she's typing away and she's sort of talking about how her mum and grandma are fighting again. Um, she says with a kind of infuriating wry smile that indicates she's better and wiser than these adult women <laughs> and certainly wouldn't behave in that way if she were put in the same situation. Again, not the actress, the character. Yeah. Uh, so Marnie's um, kind of having this this chat online. If you're wondering who the person she's chatting to is, so was I. It's not going to become a thing. Yeah. Forget it. Delete it from your brain. Uh, so Marnie decides to head downstairs because there is a Halloween party in her house in full well, okay. swing. I mean, I really I don't want to get like really bogged down in detail, but just two things here one one when marnie is typing a big cgi face appears behind her and when she turns back it disappears <gasps> yes sorry yes no it sort of laughs at her back and yeah. then vanishes it goes like Whoa. Yeah. yeah and also she's turned on text to speech for her im program so it well, is asking her why what's the matter in that kind of computer the thing tone. that i love about this is that i think i know where this is so all decoms have this when someone's typing on a computer they, their emails are received in a sort mm. of microsoft sam like it, you know, it, it gets read out like that. And I think yeah. it's because they've got this problem on the Disney Channel that the films have to make sense to people who can't read yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Right? Yeah. So like they can't just, it's not like a TV show now where you can, for like for grownups, where you can just show a text message someone's received on mm. screen or something. Like they're like, oh man, literally half the audience won't, <laughs> who's watching the Disney Channel yeah. cannot read what's on screen yet. So like, so now Marnie has a yeah. text-to-speech passer for her yeah. IM program, which is... Oh uh, boy, the Halloween party sounds... Blah, blah, blah. Yeah. yeah, so she heads downstairs to the party. Um, I've forgotten about her nerd asshole brother, um, Dylan, who is... Dylan. ...is here. He's handing out candy. He's in a sort of waistcoat. Yeah. And he's going, one per customer, please, like an insufferable uh, dick. Yeah. Uh, Marnie heads up to her grandmother, um, who is handing out uh, like um, treats to all the children uh, from a from a big bag, a big like Mary a Poppins of, style carpet bag yeah, kind of situation, like a kind of pound shop Poppins. Yeah, Marnie yeah. clicks her fingers and changes her clothes into witchly robes. Um, mm-hmm. The note I have here is, "Oh, good, she can do magic now. I'm sure that will have a positive effect on her personality." <laughs> 
<laughs> I mean, she can like she can do magic now, and she's sort of like is what? able to sort of put on big comedy velvet witch robes. It's yeah, not- if you listen to our episode on the first Halloween Town, you'll know that Marnie. Um, despite being sort of portrayed as the sort of chosen one to inherit the Cromwell witch mantle, never actually did any magic and was bad at magic throughout the entire film. A sort of confusing detail that they've retconned in this one, because now she is good at magic. But still not as good as her little sister Sophie, Mm. who in the first film was a sort of wild magic sorceress of like immense innate power um, that, 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 yeah, just sort of got completely steamrolled in in the plot. Yeah. And it turned out to all be about Marnie. Um, so anyway, Marnie's having a chat with uh, Grandma. Who Debbie Reynolds. Yeah. Debbie Reynolds. Hollywood royalty, Debbie Reynolds. Uh, and who should sidle up but the mom? And it's clear that things are a little tense. Uh, Grandma, I don't think this is a very good idea. What? Oh, fiddle. I can't let your mother spoil my fun every day of the year. Mother? Oh, hello, dear. I spend all of my time trying to keep you from turning my own daughters against me. Now you're going to corrupt all the children in the neighborhood. Mom, we're not turning against you. But, my dear, if you want to reject your heritage, that's your business. But someone has to take my place as head of the Cromwell line. And I know Marnie is just the stuff. Or me. I'd be good, too. So that was Sophie you heard at the end there. She's the mm-hmm. she's the all-powerful sorceress. Awful energy here. Just awful in this household. <laughs> just yeah, like, bitter why is, sniping. Why Why has Grandma come back? Well, no yeah. wonder she's bitter. She's left Halloween Town where she is sort of queen yep. to like come here and die in the mortal realm yep. using no magic. She's been here for a year and meanwhile a hundred years has passed in the land Everyone where all her friends Everyone she knows is live. dead. You know? <laughs> <laughs> died. <laughs> Her house has been abandoned for a hundred years. To ruin, yeah, it's like the last of us. Yeah. So no wonder she's a little sniffy. Yeah. 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 So she says that you know, if the mum wants to reject her Cromwell heritage, that's fine. But someone has to take my place as head of the Cromwell line. And then Marnie makes a face so smug that if you could somehow convert smugness into energy, it would power the Eastern Seaboard for a week. <laughs> So confusingly, the next scene is Grandma in her bedroom watching a crystal ball like it's TV. Uh, and on the crystal ball, we we see we see what looks like a kind of soap. Yeah. But it's actually live footage of Halloween Town. Of her friends in Halloween Town. She's just watching them. She's yeah. spying on them using like a spy cam. Also, shouldn't they be moving at like times 100 speed? <laughs> Oh, they've died. Yeah. Well, the thing is, it's like the end of, it's like they drank from the wrong grail. It just, it's it's like, um, oh man, what's the one Matthew McConaughey's in a bookshelf and is in space? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. What's that film called? Interstellar. Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's just sort of weeping at the monitor watching, (laughs) she's watching all the Halloween Town friends age. The yeah. F- yeah, the flesh just dropped from their bones. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's it, the the whole hundred years in Halloween Town is one year. They just sort of introduce it, and it they sort of refer to it when it suits them, and and just ignore it when it doesn't. Yeah, and it's it's totally unnecessary, and I don't know why it's in the film. So on on Grandma's crystal ball, she is watching a witch called Astrid talking to a grumpy ogre called Gort. Yeah. Sophie comes in and Grandma explains what Re-explains Gort, who was heavily featured in the first film, but is going to be important in this one, so someone yeah. needs to explain the Gort law. 
So Gort's thing is that everything in the universe that gets lost ends up in Gort's front yard. Yeah. Uh, but he's not willing to part with it. Um, so, yeah, uh, it's, yeah, that's, yeah. that's Gort. That's the Gort that's law. That's Gort law. Popular um, paranormal character <laughs> Gort. Gort. We, they could have made it Dracula. Just saying. Yeah. Could have been literal Dracula. Um, Fine. Sophie says, why don't you go back to Halloween Town tonight, Grandma? After a year away, um, uh, even though in the intro, Marnie said it was two years ago that they were in Halloween Town. This, I mean, this, we're at what, three minutes in and they just can't keep their chronology straight. I know. Anyway, Grandma says going back for a few hours is harder than not going back at all. Mm. Um, so she desperately misses all her friends, hates living in the house with her daughter. Just and isn't afraid to... to tell the family how unhappy <laughs> she is here. Right, she's making it everyone's problem. She says that instead she's going to wait until next year and then take Marnie with her for the whole year. Yeah. Uh, a concerned Sophie points out that a year in Halloween Town will be a hundred years for Marnie. Yeah, so Marnie and... will live for a hundred years in Halloween Town. She will yeah. come back yeah. and only a year will have passed in the mortal world, but she, she, she will, will have, of course, yeah. gone insane. She will, yeah, and she'll barely remember her family. Yeah. Um, and grandma, grandma is unconcerned about this. She just says, "Becoming the head of the Cromwell witches takes commitment, Sophie. The commitment to go completely insane in yeah. Halloween Town." Also, what does "head of the Cromwell witches" mean? There aren't any other Cromwell witches. It's the grandma, Marnie, and Sophie, and her mum. Head of the Cromwell witches. So it's like, oh, you're the head of your mum and Sophie now. The grandma is the current head of the Cromwell witch, witches, and as as far as I can figure out, it's basically an honorary title that means people say hello to her when she goes in a shop. <laughs> it means that you can go into a Halloween Town CVS and knock stuff off the shelf. <laughs> yeah, no one can say anything. No one can do anything about it. You're Take it up with the Cromwells. <laughs> so, so anyway, Marnie is a chosen one of immense prophecy. Yeah. <laughs> um, grandma starts spying on Luke now The goblin fellow from the first movie Yeah, He's becoming a fine young goblin Says grandma Taking in his <laughs> goblin bulges well, She actually kids, says kids, kids, grandma needs some time alone <laughs> She actually says He's becoming a fine young goblin Hasn't he? <laughs> the note I have that there's no time for a second take. There's simply no time. Simply no time. Um, we also do get a glimpse of like some other uh, Halloween Town monsters very briefly. Mm -hmm. uh, we see Benny, the taxi driving skeleton, arguing with a plastic fish man wearing a <laughs> British policeman's hat for some reason. <laughs> imagine, so spend, imagine spending a hundred years in this. <laughs> Just a hundred years of Shrek's. Waddling into potions shops. <laughs> you got any werewolf fangs? Fucking butter, no, probably. Seems like, <laughs> seems like some Halloween Town bullshit. If it's the kind of Halloween Town bullshit whimsy, then yes, it's right there next to the juggling balls. Are they paranormal in any way? Not really. No, they're just so fun to look at. Of course, jugglers were outlawed to the Halloween realm. <laughs> Everyone, oh, no. in, everyone in the mortal realm who juggles is sort of borrowing from the idea of the of the juggler. Oh no, we meant juggalo. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, juggalos in Halloween Town would make so it much makes more so sense. much more sense. It's a typo, clearly. It'd be so good if Insane Clown Posse wandered past <laughs> in the background. Well, that's the tragedy of Halloween Town: is all these jugglers <laughs> were pulled screaming into a portal. Well, <laughs> Violent J and Shaggy T don't. <laughs> So roam the streets unchecked. They're the only hell beasts left. <laughs> the only one. The, the day walkers. <laughs> the, the planes walkers. They pass between realms. <laughs> 
So anyway, so uh, Grandma notices that Sophie is distracted and she says, what's the matter, dear? And with total confidence and dread in her voice, mm. Sophie says, somebody's coming. Yeah, Sophie, but, yeah. who is dressed like a tiny cowboy, yeah. just <laughs> suddenly gets to look like someone just walked over her grave. Yeah, but, well, that's because her magic is so powerful. Mm. You'll notice that Marnie isn't currently having psychic knives shot into her, having detected a malevolent yeah. energy. Also, Marnie has dressed like a sort of uh, offensive caricature of a witch because she's so insecure in her magic. Whereas Sophie, so confident is she in her magic, yeah. she's dressed up as Jessie from Toy Story. Yeah. it's a, yeah. It, Even the grandma can't sense whatever this thing is. And she's the current head of the Cromwell witches. Right. right. You know how like Yoda, even Yoda couldn't sense that Order 66 was coming? Yes. That's how powerful Sophie is. Mm -hmm. Like whatever, whatever dark magic is about to Im, Im, like attack the Cromwell family is clearly very powerful, will be used to masking its scent. Mm -hmm. But yet Sophie, with just a total immediate instinctive confidence, is like somebody's coming. She is in, in, in tune with the universal weave. Yes, exactly. That's it. Um, so they head. Uh, so Sophie and Grandma head downstairs. En route, they magically hide Grandma's bedroom door because her bedroom door is uh, appears by magic and is hidden by magic. Yeah. Um, so downstairs, Marnie goes up to Mom in the kitchen uh, and <laughs> says, "Mom, I'm not turning away from you, but I'm a witch. I can't just not be." Yeah, Marnie has to explain to her mother that she has to understand that Marnie is a very powerful witch of immense prophecy. Yeah, she can't just not be the coolest and strongest magic user. Yeah, Would you ask Picasso this... <laughs> not to paint his masterworks? This conversation happens as an evil magical force looms over the family entirely undetected by Marnie. In the background, Sophie is casting magic missile out of a level four spell slot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. She's like smiting down demons as they fly at the house. Uh, so mom says that she wishes that she could teach Marnie <laughs> what Marnie's dad taught her, that that nothing is worth anything if you can get it just by wishing. Well, Mum still tries to explain that magic is bad, actually, because it gives you whatever you wish for easily. Yeah. Um, which doesn't sound bad. Sounds pretty good. Mm, sounds good. But Marnie explains that she doesn't use magic for everything. For example, tests, although she does use it for tests. <laughs> although, yeah, she did. She confesses that she did use magic to cheat on a test. Yeah, on a math test. An algebra <laughs> Me test. Meanwhile, yeah. Sophie cruises the astral plane on the space between the stars. <laughs> Marnie, Marnie's like using it to do basic algebra. Sophie kickflips down the rainbow road as she, yeah, she passes between dimensions. Sophie uses thorn whip and binds all the gods to her will. <laughs> well, the mum explains to Marnie that if she goes to H Town for a year, that'll mm. be her life. She'll be a stranger in this world after that, which is true. Yes, she'll be away for a hundred years in, yeah. in her time. But forget about all that, because suddenly a handsome boy. Mm. In a black turtleneck and a black leather blazer. <laughs> yes, he 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 uh he strolls in. The farm. I uh, hope I'm not interrupting anything. Dad, I found him. Oh, hi, uh, I'm Alex. This is my son Cal. We just moved in down the street and we heard about your party. Oh well, welcome to the neighborhood. I'm Gwen, and this is my daughter Marnie. Hi. All witches were as pretty as you, they'd uh, have a better reputation. So he's wearing a black turtleneck and leather blazer to this costume party. Yeah. So, so what is he? What is he dressed as? A sort of tech magnate from the early two thousands. Yeah, a Bond villain. A Bond villain, perhaps. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. his costume. But he's there with his um, 
inexplicably British dad, Alex, and this young man is called Cal. Yes. So Alex is is handing over two huge tubs of lime ice cream, mm. saying that green is my favourite colour. With intensity. Yeah. Meanwhile, Marnie and Cal are just sort of like immediately mooning over each other. They're crushing hard on each other straight away, and she gives him a tour of the house. They're immediately mooning at each other. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Marnie asks, when did you move in? And Cal says, just tonight, actually, which is bonkers. Yeah, they came straight to this party without unpacking. Yeah. Normal. It's normal. Yeah. Uh, Yeah, the removal guys are still at the house, kind of just like watching (laughs) the clock. (laughs) Yeah. You want this stuff off the van or...? Um, no time. Got to get to a Rando's Halloween yeah, party. Yeah, looks like there's a Halloween party going on over there. I'm not going to walk around to the path. I'll just crash through the bushes and straight up there. <laughs> exactly. Good job I moved with these two large tubs of lime ice cream. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want us to pull up to your house in the van? No, crash through the bush and through the wall of the house. There's a party happening. Don't put your seatbelt on. You'll be fired through the windshield and into the party. <laughs> into the punch bowl. <laughs> That way you can start drinking immediately. So, um, so yeah, Marnie and Cal are sort of doing a tour of the house and flirting. Elsewhere in the party, we see Dylan, the nerdy brother, asking a girl dressed as a vampire if she wants to go to mm. the costume party at the high school, yep. Dylan says, which is a weird way to say it, bearing in mind they probably all go to the <laughs> high school. Uh, yeah. Um, Do you want to go to the costume party at the high school? Well, yeah, you know, I assumed that one. school that we yeah. all go to. Well, Dylan's not even wearing a costume, she rightly points out. And then he says, I'm not really into the whole Halloween thing. Yeah. Um, it's kind of the whole point of the party. Uh, and then the girl says that most disgusting costume wins a prize after the unmasking at midnight. Might that prize be a kiss? Asks Dylan, who has <laughs> now got a sort of uncomfortable, horny element to his character. I mean, hopefully not if the school is organising it. <laughs> The headmaster will give a kiss to the master. We'll bestow a kiss. We'll share a sweet smooch with the student with the most disgusting costume. (laughs) You. Um, Yeah, and then the girls say, now that's disgusting of the idea of kissing Dylan, and they all leave laughing. Uh, It's just a brutal slam. Exactly. Uh, Meanwhile, Marnie's love life appears to be going a bit better. Oh my God, this scene. She's she's showing Cal uh, her bedroom. Cal is saying really romantic things. Okay, okay. what he says is, he (laughs) says that her room doesn't look like her. And she's like, and why is that? And he's like, well, Marnie, you strike me as unconventional, but in a good way. Not like other girls. A little cooler. Mm. A little funnier. A lot more brilliant and always right. He then immediately begins undermining Marnie's relationship with her mother. Good yep. call, Cal. Cut her off from her support network straight away. <laughs> he's like he's got this from some some like PDF. He's like, <laughs> on the internet. Yeah, some uh, PDF from a guy in an elaborate hat. Yeah, yeah. Because he's like he's it, so he's he's sort of he's instinctively, I suppose, needling at at a, a sense that Marnie feels restricted by her life in the mortal realm. Mm. Um, and yeah, clearly, like, has a slightly fractious relationship with her mother at the moment. Keen to impress, um, Marnie yeah. decides to show Cal her grandma's room because it's a bit more unusual. So she summons the secret door. Uh, they walk inside holding hands, and Cal is impressed. Um, it yeah. looks kind of like a Moroccan lamp shop in here. <laughs> Um, uh, this is a secret, she says to Cal, violating the witch's most secret and sacred historical truth because this boy has cheekbones. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> the heir to the Cromwell witches, everyone. Um, so he's sort of looking around at the sort of the spell ingredients. Hair hair of werewolf. This can't be easy to get, he says. Um, actually, as we found out in the first film, you can buy it at the Halloween Town Walgreens. It's very easy to get. <laughs> yeah, it's very straightforward. 
Um, so uh, bear in mind at this point, Cal is sort of playing along with this a little bit because Marnie's dressed as a witch. He doesn't know she's a witch for real, or at least that's the yeah. that's how the film is presenting it. So Cal asks, do you know any magic spells? And Marnie says, yes, and then adds, but, but I mean, pretend ones, of course. Yeah, she goes into a sort of patronising lecture about magic and then is patronisingly impressed that Cal knows the term warlock. Well, it's, it's like she gives the kind of... She gives the kind of like spiel about patronising speech about magic that if you know she's a witch is a patronising speech about magic. But if, as we are to suppose, Cal doesn't know she's really a witch, just sounds like the rantings of a an insane person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She's yeah. like, he, you know, imagine if you were at a party and someone was dressed as a witch and like, know any magic spells? And that person was like, well, yes, there are common spells that every witch knows. And then there are secret spells known only to the witch mm. that made them up. And Here's how course, magic works. There are the dark blood magics. The which dark can only blood magics. performed at the ritual moon. Yeah, you can undo a spell by saying it backwards. Mm. Um, but yeah, anyway, so so Cal does mention warlocks, which is kind of giving away that he knows something about this this magical stuff. Yeah. And he sees a book of spells on Grandma's desk called Biblio Magica. Yeah, magic book in Latin. <laughs> yeah. Good. Well done. <laughs> Imagine if they hadn't put it in Latin. <laughs> magic book. Magic book. <laughs> Um, Marnie is is having second thoughts about allowing this outsider boy to see the special spell book. Um, so Cal's like, "Hey, it's cool. Let's go get some ice cream." Uh, Marnie turns her back and and leaves. And Cal passes a hand over the book. It shrinks. He puts it in his pocket. Um, the string music goes nuts in the background. It's probably worth noting that Marnie feels no tug on the threads of magic that bind the universe. Mm-hmm. So disconnected is she from the universal astral weave. Yeah, I imagine when Cal does this and steals the book, like in the next room, Sophie's like doubled over in agony. Sophie, yeah, Sophie's like in an agonising rictus on the floor. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Everyone downstairs is trying to like resuscitate Sophie. <laughs> Thrashing around like Regan in The Exorcist. Yeah, exactly. And Sophie's just like, he's here, he's yeah. here. Marnie's like, la la la, ice cream, la 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 la. <laughs> so good job, Marnie. They head downstairs and Cal immediately says that he's going to go home. Yeah. Uh, to his house full of cardboard boxes of unpacked things. Yeah. His dad is not going to go home, though. Yeah. He's going to stay and help. Uh, yeah, he likes dog of mum, it seems. Yeah, he's doling out heaping helpings of lime ice cream to all and sundry. The kids seem to be loving it. Yeah. Uh, Cal mentions the costume party at the high mm. school later on. Yes. Uh, and Marnie hints that he should ask her to go, um, right. which he does. Yeah, he produces a rose and says, meeting you is everything I hoped it would be. And then Ew. he stares at her like he's going to walk over her grave. It's so gross the way he just sort of produces this rose. It's yeah. again it's so from, his, from his PDF. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. From his but, pickup artist app that he has signed up yeah. to for twenty dollars a month. Well, Marnie's, but you know, Marnie is Marnie is is taken with him. Yeah. So we see Cal head to the bus stop outside. Then he does a sinister sounding spell and steps through a crackling portal that appears. So it seems that this Cal is the mystery of Cal. It's, yeah. it's over now. That, if you, yeah, the short mystery of Cal. Six minutes into the film. If you were hoping that they would string this out or juice this mystery of mm-hmm. what who is Cal, 
No, no, he's a powerful warlock, and he's he's a powerful warlock, and he's yeah. gone through a. He's stolen a book and immediately gone through a portal. The two most suspicious things you can do. Yeah. So it, back in the party, Grandma is shocked to find that her pound shop Poppins magic bag has stopped working. Yeah, she's handing out Halloween treats to the children, and then she gets to the final child, and he doesn't get a treat. Uh, the magic has run out. Yeah. And the kid, the kid is like, "Just my luck." And then he's, <laughs> this, <laughs> this, this is amazing. Kid is good. This kid. I know this kid should be the star. Yeah, he's got like. I I don't want to say he's got like um Leonard energy because that's like yeah. really high praise Leonard but from Under Wraps. I, I feel mean, like but... if they'd given this kid more to do, he really could have stolen the movie. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So yeah, it's uh, Grandma says it's weird that her magic bag has stopped working because it's linked to her house back in Halloween Town. Yeah. So she decides <laughs> the one that she's left abandoned for a hundred years. Yeah, probably the chimney stack just like fell in <laughs> on the magic crystal that was powering it or whatever so dylan comes up delighted that the wonder of magic is gone why is he like this i've written i don't know dylan acts like he's skeptical of magic existing but (laughs) he went to halloween town and had a magical adventure he He, cast a spell himself he watched he watched calabar Cast a spell. An evil like, spell that freezes. An evil spell his, that freezes his, his grandmother. But now he's like, oh, brother, magic, uh, magic. And here we go with the magic again. Yeah. Oh, Dylan. Dylan. Um, so grandma decides that she's going to just pop back to Halloween Town to, to check what's up to with just her. look at her house. Poppins bag. Um, and she offers to bring the kids. You'll remember that grandma can do this because it's Halloween and this is the 24-hour window in which it's possible to travel freely between Halloween Town and the mortal realm. Just reiterating that because it's very important to this film. But of course, in Halloween Town, it's one 365th of 100 years that the portal is open for. Yes, yes. So the, it's it's there for ages in, ha- yeah. in Halloween Town, uh, presumably. So... Grandma tells uh, Mom, who is being flirted with by Alex, uh, that they're all heading off to Halloween Town. Um, Grandma, who uh, introduces herself to to Alex uh, and feels no psychic knives uh, of like dark magical energy. Yeah, I've just written down more proof of Sophie's incredible magic Sophie's sensitivity. Incredible powers, yeah, yeah. I'm, uh, what what's happening here with my notes is that I am desperate for Sophie to have more to do in this film. Mm-hmm. Because, like, Sophie's my favourite character in Halloween Town. Easily, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I'm just sort of willing the film to give her a more prominent role. G- guess if it's going to. Yeah, she's forbidden from going to Halloween Town. Um, so Sophie sort of stomps off cowboyishly. Yeah. Um, and now to it's just... with the stars. Yeah. <laughs> she stomps off into space. <laughs> um, she creates Dimension Door and yeah. uh, <laughs> appears on the moon. <laughs> So now Grandma and Marnie are going to Halloween Town. Grandma tells Dylan that if anything goes wrong, to call her on her headphone, which is a plastic shrunken head with glowing eyes um, that works like a walkie-talkie using magic, uh, which we've just established no longer works. (laughs) Also, they're making calls between the Mortal Realm and Halloween Town. So... Some of like one so one side of the conversation should be sped up a hundred times, and the other side should sound slowed down a hundred times. Yeah. Anyway, you know what? It doesn't matter. Doesn't matter. Look, it's headphones. It's a it's a go- it's a joke. Yeah. The voice it's comes out of the mouth comedy. as it of these drunken heads. Grandma says she invented them herself, and then starts kissing one. <laughs> so. Disney Channel original movie. Um, so after Marnie... So she says, we'll be back in an hour because I have a date, says Marnie. We smash cut to a sort of sinister cow face superimposed over some tree branches. Yes, there's a dramatic orchestral yep. sting when this happens. It's like... Da, 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 da. And then we cut to the street. Um, unprompted grandmother is lambasting the internet, saying that her witch's glass is better. Wrong. But they stop because the 
the bus stop is missing. Her witch's, yeah, her witch's glass lets her spy on goblin hunks. <laughs> I'm sure there's a subreddit, Grandma. Yeah. For all the shirtless goblin hunks you want. <laughs> so they're heading to the bus stop to get to Halloween Town. They Just to remind you, you have to use a stupid bus to get to Halloween Town. Yeah. Oh, oh, wait, actually, you don't, but they do sometimes. As we, will, as we will discover. So Marnie says, oh, the bus stop's missing. I'll just summon the bus, um, she says smugly. And then she says a bunch of Latin, but nothing happens, uh, maybe because she sucks. Yeah, she, but she tries us to do the spell a second time mm-hmm. uh, and it doesn't work. So Grandma says, well, I guess we'll have to summon the portal ourselves. Why they don't summon the portal themselves all the time, for example, from the convenience of their living room, yeah. is, is beyond me, but whatever. They do a magic spell and they summon a big stone portal it looks a bit like a kind of like heavy metal stonehenge yes yeah it's like a totally it looked like wouldn't look out of place on a iron maiden album cover yes it looks it looks quite a lot like um the portal in world of warcraft no one's gonna get that reference it doesn't matter yeah famously unpopular game world of warcraft no one's gonna get that anyway so there's four hours till midnight there's this sort of digital readout above the door i don't know what's happening here specifically but i the note i have just says marnie is unbearable she must have done something or said something um but again (laughs) character not the actress back at the party alex tells mom that she has beautiful green eyes despite her eyes clearly being blue (laughs) yeah but his thing is green he must have like green swimming in his vision or something yeah that's true he put a load of lime ice cream in his eyes yeah (laughs) so he's helping mom add green punch to a big punch bowl yeah uh, and he asks her if she wants to go on a date with him to the student Halloween party. At a school that neither he nor his son currently have any connection to. Yeah, so the mom says, I don't even have a costume, presumably as a what sort you- of polite way of declining this absolutely bonkers <laughs> invitation. Initially she says, it's for children, a dance for children. It's a dance for children, Alex. So, <laughs> I mean, we could. what we could do is, like... Wait until all the children leave and then, I don't know, have sex in my house or like, <laughs> no, no. Or go to a restaurant or a bar or something. I just really prefer to go to a, a children's dance. Yeah. Um, so she says, I don't even have a costume, but Alex says, don't worry, Cal has loads of stuff back at the house. Bear in mind that they've just moved in and they haven't unpacked. Okay. So this party, this ha- this like evening Halloween school party is happening in an hour yes um the house party is in full swing so i guess we're led to believe that they will be kicking everyone out in like 50 minutes yeah again like the timelines of this movie are just sort of nuts i think yeah they're like they're pre-gaming before going on to the to the children's <laughs> dance the children's dance yeah getting as much green green punch in as they yeah. can so mom yeah. kind of relents and she says she'll go with um alex to this costume party till then he says and as he leaves he bumps into dylan and croaks like a frog um same mm. to you says says dylan uh, he looks the other way um in this crowded party for one second and when he turns back <gasps> alex is gone but in his place a frog <laughs> a frog is on the floor yeah in this crowded party with a lot of people looking at it yeah i mean that frog's gonna get trod on yeah it will be gross cut two grandma and marnie tripping happily through the portal into halloween town but oh no they look around halloween town is an ashen hellscape yeah <laughs> it's all yeah. it's all muddy tones like gears of war yeah the instead ja- of the jack-o'-lantern yeah. is a featureless gray cgi cube yeah it's like it's like the jack-o'-lantern has been bricked up yeah 
Yeah, it's been encased in bricks. Yeah, encased in breeze blocks. Yeah. Because um, it was yeah, radioactive it- or something. <laughs> yeah, like they, it's nuclear waste. Yeah, They've like had to dispose waste. of. Yeah, yeah. Um, so it's hard to it's hard to tell because where they are is like mm. nothing like the the town square where the first yeah the, where the lantern is. So it doesn't you know. So you're you're led to believe that the jack o' lantern is supposed to be here. As goes the jack o' lantern, so goes Halloween Town. Says Grandma. What does that mean? I don't know, but she says it like it's a famous saying. As goes the jack-o'-lantern, so goes Halloween Town. Grandma, what's happened? Everything's kind of gray and boring. Not just everything, everybody. Oh, wait, please. Um, could you tell me what's happening here? I, I would just look at Astrid, is that you? I'm Astrid. This is so... Everything is grey and boring, says Marnie, of all the sad-looking stilt walkers. The man yeah. on is wheeling his unicycle sadly around <laughs> in a dejected sort of way. It annoys me slightly that they turn up in Halloween Town, which you'll remember is like the realm of the monsters, yeah. and they find that it is extremely spooky and creepy. Yeah. And they're like, oh no. Oh no. I'm like, this is yeah. what I always thought Halloween Town would be like. This makes more sense. It's like Silent Hill. This makes more sense than the sort of cheerful Shrek em up. <laughs> yeah. This like tumbling carnival that came to town. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like it makes more sense that it's this sort of like creepy yeah. ashen wasteland of dejected jugglers. So Grandma grabs Astrid, um, who is boring and only said I'm Astrid. It's like she's been lobotomized yeah. or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. As they talk, her colourful shoes turn into sensible ones. Yeah, she's got ruby slippers. Like yeah. Doroth I guess maybe it's out of copy, I don't know. Um every yeah, they've they've turned into boring, comfortable shoes. Everyone is afflicted with this sort of terrible lethargy. Luke, the goblin, yeah. pushes past them, but he's handsome. He doesn't look like it. he's not his hideous lumpen goblin self. He's like a sort of ha- handsome human. He's um, a hunk. Grandma realizes that someone has cast an evil spell that borings you. <laughs> it's turning everyone not only grey, but once it progresses far enough, into humans. Oh no! Now Marnie's like, but what? That doesn't make sense. Humans aren't this boring. And Grandma says, no, 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 no. But this is the caricature of humans as seen in Halloween Town. Yeah. So this so, is like. So it does make sense. Actually, this this is the joke version of a human. That in that they do in Halloween Town. Yeah, this is the sort of offensive stereotype of human of, of a human, like so unbelievably boring. Yeah, as to not as to not even have a unicycle, um, <laughs> and that is why Luke looks human because when Calabar put a spell on him, that spell made him human. So that's why he looks yeah but yeah so now that he's turned but, human he looks like he did when he was under the effect of the spell from the last yeah film. but all the goblin policemen are all still goblin policemen yes <laughs> so it's just luke who so in conclusion this film is bad <laughs> so in conclusion oh don't think about it too much here's another unicycling guy so Grandma remembers that there's a that there's a spell in her book that does exactly this. Why? In case, presumably, she holds it over the town like a threat. That's <laughs> a, a deterrent she hopes to never have to yeah, use. That's how the Cromwell witches remain in charge. Sure, uh, it's called the Grey Spell hmm. um, because Marnie, it Marnie makes says you that Marnie says that undoing spells isn't that hard. 
you know, magic expert Marnie over here. You're just saying yeah. backwards. Um, so maybe the spell in her book can fix it. So yeah, um, Gran gets, Grandma gets on the headphone. Um, she, to Dylan. Yeah, Dylan picks up. She says, go into my room and read me a spell out of my book. Um, he says he's busy. Just do it, Dylan, says Marnie, or I'll spam your diary all over the net. She continues in flawless leet speak. Yep. She even knows his password, which is iron buns. Yeah. Okay, um, I'll do it, um, says says D- Dylan, terrified. Um, yeah. I mean, presumably he could just change his password. I don't think Marnie has the internet in Halloween Town, but it, he runs off terrified. And then Marnie laughs at the good thing that she just did. The good yep. main character who we like yep. uh, is good. Um, so, yeah, Dylan and Sophie are kind of looking for the book. Uh, Sophie says, I should have been allowed to go too correctly mm. um she says this while effortlessly opening the magic door to grandma's room with a sort of like the, the barest twinge yeah. of her magic muscles why do you think dylan's password is iron buns i don't know but i, I actually don't think it's that bad of a password because it's like capital i capital b with a space so yeah. it's two uppercase characters like and a sort of non-standard character it's not like it's not yeah. terrible i mean she know. says wanna bet iron buns with a uh, question mark at the end that could be part of the password Special yeah. character, yeah. yeah but also, true. it's like, it's not, I mean, you know, if you, if you said, oh, everyone, Dylan's password is iron buns. You'd be like, wow, I bet that Dylan's probably got iron buns. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Good. That's not... a good way of getting the word out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. I accidentally dropped the post-it note with my password on. Yeah. Uh, uh, I, I, would just, never I remember re- it by yeah. thinking about my iron hard buns. I'd never reveal my password. Uh, but when I do want to remember what it is, I just think about the Best physical attribute I have. Mm. Oh no, what's this post-it note I dropped? <laughs> Probably nothing. Anyway, I'll walk away now. <laughs> so so um, they find that the book is gone, obviously, because Cal took it. Uh, Grandma says, did any of you go to my room since I came to the party? Yeah. As she says this, a, a grayscale Shrek shuffles past in the background. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> get out of my swamp donkey he says in a boring human voice <laughs> in normal accent yeah. yeah um marnie uh fesses up she says okay i maybe let someone in your magic secret room just this boy i met cal yeah. he must be the one i felt coming says sophie who sees the world with a million yeah. eyes like uh, she sees the past present and future as all as one yeah all as one um so uh grandma sulks off uh she says she's going to go and have a chat with cal she's weirdly not very angry at marnie um well it's because marnie is the most greatest the most powerful cromwell witch of all time exactly you have to respect her birthright um so yeah she says she's going to have a chat with this cal character marnie says that cal couldn't have done this because he's really sweet Mm. a persuading argument um uh (laughs) so they they decide to talk to cal so they they want to portal out of halloween town but what's this the portal won't appear yeah. Grandma says, oh no, it's just, just as she feared. Oh, yeah. The, the portal won't open. Oh, it's just as I feared. Whoever cast this grace bell knew it would affect my suitcase and knew we'd come to investigate. It was a trap. Very good, Aggie. You're keeping up nicely. Cal? Over here. Okay. In a genuinely laugh out loud moment, the camera the camera swings across Halloween Town Square to the grey cube that was the great Jack O' Lantern, and now Cal's face, not his head, just his, his face, fa- his face yeah. is sticking out of the grey cube, and he looks so uncomfortable. <laughs> it looks like not his hair, not his, his hair, not his hair, not his neck, not his eyebrows. 
A hair can't go through this magic spell. <laughs> it's I, 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 I died when the camera swung across. If you, this, if you, this egg, this grey egg with cow's face on it. If you really, really don't want to look this up, then you should just imagine Zordon from Power Rangers. This is going like, to, this is going to be the Instagram image. Don't worry. Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. We, you have to show people. Yeah. It's so funny. It looks so it, funny. Yeah, it's like it's a little bit like that, you know, that thing with all the little pins, and you sort of push your face into it. Uh, yeah, and it, you know, does it kind of like the outline of your face? But it doesn't look that good. <laughs> it's like it's like he made a, a a wish on a monkey's paw to become a wall, <laughs> and the monkey was like, the monkey's paw was like, yo, we all make you a wall, but but get this, the crappiest wall in the world. <laughs> I can't. I had to pause it. <laughs> he's it's in a so sort of, funny. It's, he's, a, he's a sort of Twilight Zone episode where he loves eating eggs. He's like, so you like eggs, do you? Become an egg. Now you're an egg in a wall. I don't. I don't know if the film oh, knows. He's, he's a sort of Black Mirror retelling of Humpty Dumpty. That's it. There yeah. it is. Weird egg yeah. wall man. Egg wall man. Well, yeah, Humpty. Yeah, in this universe, Humpty Dumpty and the Wall, instead of being adversaries, they made love. <laughs> Their genes were smashed together in an accident. And they gave birth to this monstrosity. <laughs> Humpty Dumpty had a great fall in love. Oh, oh that's nice. It's quite nice. But then this came out. Yeah, um, get on it, so, Charlie Brooker. It's so funny, and I don't know if the I I can't tell if the film knows how funny it is because it keeps no, cutting to for no, sure. but it keeps cutting to the most hilarious camera angles. There's a like a <laughs> there's a shot from below, which is you can see right up his nose. He looks so stupid. It's, oh, it's so good. Oh man. So yeah, this is Cal. Cal Cal who could just project his voice across Halloween Town magically has instead decided to put his egg face in to a wall. Put his hairless egg face into a wall. Cal, you cast this spell, says Marnie. Just the way it was written in Aggie's spell book, you naughty girl, he says, entirely too sexually. So, uh it was was all of this just to get the book, asks Marnie, mm-hmm. and Cal twists the knife. He says in ego voice. I could have stolen it any time, but I wanted you to show it to me because you felt something between us. Yeah, and entirely you did. too sexually. Yeah, yeah and you this, did, yeah. This egg cube is is horny. Yeah. Uh, so she suddenly remembers <laughs> Cal... T- Wait, Sorry. He yeah. says, I still need a date to the costume party. I <laughs> I think he's going to win. <laughs> yeah, this is the most disgusting. This <laughs> is... He's getting that kiss. Someone r- r- someone wheels him in. <laughs> wheels him in on a little trolley. It's like the face of Bo from Doctor Who. He's this sort of like hideous biological thing sort of stretched across a, a breeze block surface. Oh my God. But yeah. Someone slides him onto the dance floor and just sort of starts him spinning. Yeah. Every moment I live is pain. Oh God, it's so good. <laughs> um... So Marnie suddenly remembers Cal turning to offer her the rose. Mm. And in a sort of flashback comparison scene, we're, we're given the revelation, OMG, Calabar did the same thing 
in movie one. Yes, handing roses is a genetic trait. Marnie puts it together. Cal, you're Calabar's son. Um, a wild leap. Yeah. Also, Cal wasn't there for when Calabar gave a rose to... The, he, he can't have known that happened. Yeah, but I, I reckon if I gave a rose, I would do it yeah. exactly like my father. Having never seen my father <laughs> give a rose, I just feel yeah, like... You just feel like it's a genetic... Yeah. yeah. I guess I inherited my father's attraction to Cromwell witches, says the egg cube entirely too sexually. <laughs> I so, didn't know Calamar had a child, says Marnie. He didn't want people to know, yells the stupid cube face. It's so funny. He didn't want anyone to know, says Cal, <laughs> con- conveniently for the plot of Halloween Town 1. He didn't want anyone to know about his shameful cube. <laughs> shameful egg cube. <laughs> you look upon my true form. <laughs> that of an egg cube. <laughs> Many find me repulsive. <laughs> but you'll change your tune, Marnie. I appeared before you before in a more palatable... <laughs> more palatable version of myself. But I am truly an egg cube. <laughs> I am an egg cube. I am, a, I am an egg box. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> Good. <laughs> uh, this f***ing egg cube <laughs> with his evil plants. <laughs> Just a little face on a cube. It's not little. It's a big face. <laughs> it's a big... Oh my it's god! Like, it's like the height of Marnie. It's <laughs> all still, it's, uh, so imagine this sort of the big jack o' lantern in the town square. Like, that that's cubed uh, up. God, it's, it's like, like yeah. Modoc. <laughs> yes. Yes. Oh my god. I don't know why they've done oh. this. <laughs> oh, it okay. Can't be how they want Okay. 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 <laughs> when I saw the egg cube, I thought that going forward we would see Cal in some sort of prosthetic like a kind of bald cap like like he would just kind of look like a sinister wizard. Yeah. And he genuinely was only like appearing as a sort of uh, Handsome, uh, handsome boy, boy. to, yeah, to yeah, trick yeah. Marnie. And now we're seeing his true form, a, a hideous wizard. But when you see Cal in subsequent scenes, he looks normal and he's got hair and his face yeah. isn't a round <laughs> blob in a, in a wall. I think we have to assume that Egg Cube is his normal form and he is adopting the <laughs> handsome boy form when he has to planeswalk. <laughs> oh, so he, uh, he explains his stupid plan. It's stupid. Um, he says that his dad was the only one who stood in the way of the Cromwell's domination of Halloween Town. Yes. Why did you let the mortals take control of the world when we had to hide in rat- like rats in another dimension, he says. Um, the grandma points out that it was a democratic vote, but he doesn't like the way the vote went. Yeah. So he's mad. So he's mad. Um, so his plan, essentially, is to do a lot of evil mm. and let the monsters out or well you know what we don't exactly know what his plan is it's not really important but it, but it's bad you get the yeah. sense that it's bad he offers to show marnie his dark magics and she says i'm not interested in your kind of magic all you do is destroy not true he can turn himself into a big cube <laughs> yeah i would call cube. that destroying yeah i mean it's destroying my ability to take the film seriously <laughs> so good uh. So yeah, the grey spell is just the first act, Marnie, says <laughs> says Cube Boy. The finale will come at midnight in the mortal world. Join me and find out. And then he vanishes back into the brickwork. <laughs> He's, Marnie says no, and he says, okay, well, uh, think about it. Okay, bye. And then vanishes, yeah. Um, I really blew it, understates Marnie, mm. um, who has put the... Doomed. Who has doomed both dimensions. 
Grandma says she has a few tricks up her sleeve, though, so they need to go to her house. She whistles for a cab. Um, it turns up it's Benny. He's not a fun skeleton anymore like he was in the first film. He's, He's just human little, now. Just He's a got guy. skin, muscles, just a, just a bloke. Um, uh, yeah, Luke the- is in the cab with them for some reason. Luke has joined the adventuring party. Yeah, weirdly. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, Luke is afflicted with this sort of grey spell apathy. Um, so he's not like he's not really talking very much. So Benny pulls up at Grandma's house, and the three of them head in. They speculate on Cal's plan, mm. and and um, <laughs> the note I have here. <laughs> sorry, Grandma speculates. Quote, if he's willing to break the code of Merlin, which forbids stealing the spells of another, we can assume he's capable of anything. I've just written down Hollywood legend Debbie Reynolds. (laughs) (laughs) If he's he's willing to break the code of Merlin, says Debbie Reynolds with a straight face. All right. I I think this might be the next. It's just an evil spell that freezes us. What do you think Cal's going to do to the mortal world? Well, he clearly shares his father's hatred of humans. But if he's willing to break the code of Merlin, which forbids stealing the spells of another, then I think that we can safely assume that he's capable of anything. All right, folks, if you think you can do a better job than Debbie Reynolds, please, please send us the recordings. I would love to hear it. The code of Merlin. The code of of Merlin. The code of Merlin. You're not allowed to steal spells from another. Was that like, do you think that the code of Merlin was put in because Merlin was stealing spells? Is it like, <laughs> is it, was it sort of, it, did Merlin come up with it or was it made in reaction yeah. to Merlin's thievery? Is it like, is it like Ponzi scheme? Yeah. You know, it's like <laughs> named after the criminal. Yeah. Um, also, okay. Do we ever see anyone who isn't Calabar or grandma cast a spell in these films i don't think we do actually it's like so once calabar is dead like it's only is calabar dead i can't remember he flew into space <laughs> whatever it doesn't matter it's it's not like everyone's running around stealing each other's spells there's like one magic user in halloween town and it's debbie reynolds so why is this why does this even exist yeah also it's like st- forbid stealing the spells of another then like what is the point of spell books like yeah. did debbie reynolds write this spell book to remember her own spells it doesn't it doesn't matter it doesn't matter so they enter grandma's house but the gray spell has made it look like a sort of normal 90s house we'll never undo this curse gives up marnie uh i'd agree says grandma if there were only one copy of my spell book but there are two the other is still in here someplace yep she says cal doesn't know that there are two copies of the spell Mm. book uh but they don't know where it is so we see a fast motion sequence of them rifling through the house yeah. Um, if Sophie was here, she would wave her hand and incinerate everything that isn't the book in a yeah. mile radius. Yeah, uh, she would click her fingers and the book would crash into her hand. Yeah, she would. She would wrench the book from its mm-hmm. hiding place. Yeah, regardless of its like if, of its own sort of sentience and its wa- wanting to hide. Luke, I've got a slightly uh, embarrassing medical ailment. Um, oh yeah. I don't. Know, I don't know if you can tell by looking at me. It's. It's. I don't know if it's noticeable. Go on. Uh, I'm a sort of egg cube. <laughs> But you might not have noticed it's quite it's quite subtle. Wait, hang on, hang on. Uh, I, I, you, all I can see is a breeze block. Tilt tilt your webcam up slightly. Uh, let me just. Oh yeah, no, yeah, face. no. I see can the it, face. Okay. Yeah. So is it, it, it is noticeable then? Uh yeah, I think yeah, it is. It is a little noticeable. Um, I mean, I was hoping I could sort of if I put on a hat maybe. Uh, well, it would have to be a that'd be a big hat, man. So all right, I, I should probably a big see a square sh- hat like a tent. Yeah. Okay. I should probably see a doctor, shouldn't I? You should see a doctor. Mm. But here's the thing. Are you in the US? 
Uh, well, I'm in Halloween Town. Where is that? Halloween Town is in the US, I think, probably. Okay, fine, yeah. <laughs> so that's In good. that case, yes. You and all the other residents of Halloween Town uh, being in the US should check out ZocDoc, which is a free app where you can find amazing doctors and book appointments online. We're talking about booking appointments with thousands of top-rated patient-reviewed doctors and specialists, and you can filter uh, specifically for ones who take your insurance or are located near you and treat almost any condition you're searching for and will not laugh at you when they see your big egg wall face. All right, let me just uh, check here, egg wall search. Yeah, yeah, it's, it turns out there are many doctors here who treat egg egg wall face and take take my Halloween Town magical witch insurance. I mean, they're never going to cure it, but but they can they can ease. They can. <laughs> Make you comfortable. Uh, so go to ZocDoc.com slash MCC and download the ZocDoc app for free. Then find and book a top-rated doctor today. That's Z-O-C-D-O-C.com slash MCC. ZocDoc.com slash MCC. So they sort of wreck the house in fast motion. They don't. They start looking under sofa cushions and stuff instead of on the bookshelves. Um, yeah, they, I mean, they, they really don't. It's really not a thorough search. Yeah. Also, they it's don't a leave. Look. They don't leave the room they're in <laughs> because I assume they didn't have more than one room in the set. It's but... craft services in the next room. They can't. Yeah. Get, they can't go in there. They can yeah. find this. Uh, the search to just the living room, and then announce that they can't find it. There's got to be something we haven't thought of, says Marnie. Looking in the other rooms. Um, it would have required the set designers to do more than one room, though. <laughs> so they're despairing, but suddenly there's a magical noise. Uh, because Luke has turned back into a goblin, yeah. Uh, so that they muse, they muse. Perhaps this gray spell could be could be temporary. Yeah, something broke the spell, but what? Yeah. Maybe the spell would also just kind of wear off after a while on the house. Mm. Uh, but they can't they can't hang around to wait and see if that's true. Because if it takes too long, midnight may pass in the human world. Because remember, time is passing faster back in the mortal realm. No, yeah. slower back in the mortal realm. They don't have time, is the main thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, maybe the book is lost, Grandma says. Perhaps it's lost. Grandma, why are you smiling? That's terrible. No, no, dear, not at all. Because, you see, if it's lost, I know just where it is. Wait, give me that again? <laughs> Everything that's lost in both worlds always ends up at Gort's house. <laughs> He's the junk man of the universe. <laughs> so back in the mortal world, Dylan is explaining the Cal is a warlock theory to mum. She's not having any of this. In walks Alex in a frog costume. Uh, he has a witch mask. A frog costume that he must have moved house with. Yes, and had like readily to hand in the boxes. He will have gone through all his things when he moved house, picked up the big frog costume and been like, well, I'm not chucking this. I'm not, yeah. Need yeah. this. He looks like Slippy Toad from the Star Fox games, but but naked. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And Alex, Alex is presented as an extremely kind of suave British dilf. Yeah. So it's like... But, it, but he's in the world's most terrible frog costume. Yeah, it seems... There's a real mismatch between this sort of city investment banker from uh, like the city of London yeah, and this mascot frog costume that he had readily to hand in his house. So it's bizarre. I don't know. Who knows? Uh, he says, hey, uh, guess what? 
I, Mom, I also, I can't remember her name, also found a terrific mask for you. And he holds up a truly horrible sort of witch mask. It looks like that, you know, that Momo um, creepy Oh, pasta. God, yes. It's yeah, like it a green like Momo. That. It's horrible. Yeah, it's really grim. Um, Dylan is surprised to learn that Mom is going to the Halloween party. Mom is like, well, actually, I, I can't go because I have to look after Sophie. I just remembered I have a daughter. Yeah, who requires yeah. care. But yeah. Dylan comes clean that every girl he asked to the party said no or laughed so hard that milk came out of their nose. Mm. So he volunteers to babysit Sophie while, <laughs> while his mother, <laughs> having failed to get a date to his high school dance, yeah. he's going to stay home so his mum can go because <laughs> she has got a date to his high school, <laughs> his high school dance. <laughs> that's, that's, got got a, that's got a sting. Oh, that's got a sting. That's got a sting. Yeah. Didn't get a date. I'll just stay home and eat marshmallow squares with yeah. mom. Oh, no, well, she's if you're, going. If you're going to stay, if you're going to stay home, I mean, someone needs to go to this party and get some. And then, yeah. I guess and that's going to be, be me. You, Dylan. <laughs> yeah, you, Dylan, you repulse women. Anyway, bye. Uh, so, so we cut to Gort's house, the junk man, but there is no junk. He answers the door. He's in a suit. He's clean. He's busy sorting his socks. Come in, he says. His house is now minimalist. His books, boring. Not funny either, just boring. A hundred recipes for tapioca level joke titles. That kind of thing. Yeah. He says that he sold all of his other books at a yard sale. Gort, these can't be all the books you've got. Well, I, um, I sold the rest at the, uh, the yard sale. Yard sale? Oh, yes. This, this place was very messy. I only kept the useful books. I'll sell these socks, too, as soon as I match them up. Gord, there was a particular book, an extra copy of my spell book. Do you remember who you sold it to? Do you think these two match? I say we head back to the mortal world, says Marnie, despite knowing they can't do that. <laughs> um, and so, so, yeah, they're despairing because the trail has, has gone dead. But worse news... Grandma is, goes like, ah, 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 all mm. in pain. And her hands are turning grey. They start to ingrain. The, <laughs> ingrain. <laughs> the ingraining is happening to Grandma's hands. Uh, yeah. She says that the grey spell is affecting her now that she's in Halloween town. They run to the door, but the door to Gortz is locked. <laughs> and there are no windows either. There are no windows and no and door. No um, I've written down that Marnie should take it personally that the grey spell isn't affecting her at all. <laughs> You're needless, already as boring as it gets you can get. Marnie, needless I'm to sorry. say, being a magical being, I'm now affected by the gray spell here in Halloween Town, and Marnie's yeah. like, "That's weird. It's not oh, affecting me at all." Me too. Me too. Oh me. Oh, I think oh. I'm also feeling weak. Oh, I'm so boring. Oh, I'm feeling my magic drain. I think if Sophie were to arrive in Halloween Town right now, she would like explode in stone. Like, well, I mean, like, yeah, there would be a sort of like dueling dragons, sort of wizard battle yeah. going on between the grey beam and her incredible power yeah it would happen it would happen within like a millisecond and it would all happen in her mind mm. uh, and it would be imperceptible to every mortal but then sophie would speak to every living creature in the universe with one voice yeah and and tell them that peace will now reign peace will reign and all her will peace. be free yeah yeah her, her kind of violent peace <laughs> um so grandma realizes that the gray spell is draining their powers 
or just her power, I guess, because Marnie sucks. Right again, Agatha, says Cal's voice, and his, his face appears in the fire this time. It's not as funny. It's not as funny. It's still funny. It's still quite funny. It's still funny, but it's not that no, funny. It's not as funny as the egg cube from earlier. No. He already knew about Aggie's other spell book. This is so confusing. Yeah, how did... I don't know how he knew about it. Yeah. Uh, but it turns out he did... He's like, I did know. He, he's playing three-dimensional chess and he's 100 moves yeah. ahead is the implication. And anyway, this fire egg... Then goes, so Marnie, any thought any more about going to that party with me? Everyone's going to be there, even your mum. Yeah. Ag- well, Aggie's like, how how could you? She says this slowly because an evil spell is freezing her. Like, how could yeah. you have known about my th- th- my second book? I lost that book before you were born. Mm. But Cal hurriedly changes the subject in a way that suggests this is going to be explained later. Yeah. It is not. This, no, <laughs> it is not. Why have her say it then? Why not just breeze past it? You can't breeze past everything. (laughs) It's like, why have your characters actually say the thing that doesn't make sense? That's the thing. When you hand wave so much of your plot, you need to have some bits that you don't hand wave. Otherwise, the entire film is hand waving. Uh, I mean, oh, my God. When we talk about hand waving, buckle up, folks. So... So Cal changes the subject, says, hey, Marnie, did you know that your mum is going to the to the Halloween party to later? The in the children's morning? Halloween party. For yep. children. Yeah. Uh, been persuaded by his dad, Alex, who he says was well, not so much his dad as more of a science experiment. Mm. Marnie says she's not interested in a date and he flames off. Yeah. Uh, Grandma explains the creature spell. Yes, the creature spell. And I, I think we'd better hear her explanation of this because I will struggle to concisely explain it. I just, I don't want our explanation to be the one on record. <laughs> I want the film to stand or yeah. fall. Creature spell. What? It's a spell in my book. It's a spell that was banned after the dark times. It was used on humans who mocked us by dressing up like creatures. And it was used on them to turn them into the very creatures they were mocking. Turn the creatures into humans, and now he's going to turn the humans into creatures. That's why Cal put your mother in a mask. I think he plans to use the creature spell on the mortal world at midnight. Okay, so this spell was banned after the dark times. This okay. This is this is the point in this film where I like something something snapped and I gave up. Something died in you. Something died, or, or I just, I, I stopped trying to hold on. Yeah, no, like, I know I what you mean. Like I, I felt like I was hanging on by my fingernails over a sort of precipice, mm. like like struggling to kind of keep up with this film. And then I was like, you know what, I, I just can't. You know anymore. what, if the film won't respect me in my turn. Yeah. The, the thing is, the ha- so these Halloween Town films are so, they're, they're really in love with their own lore. But every new scene just heaps on more and more yeah. lore and backstory and stuff. So you never feel like you're spending time in a, in a world that makes sense because the goalposts move every single scene. It's like dark times, forbidden spells. What are these? These are... What's this? These are new. The th- problem is there's no like internal uh, consistency with this law. It feels yeah. like exquisite corpse law. Yes. Where someone will write an hour in Halloween Town is a hundred years in the mortal world and then fold yeah. the paper down, hand it to someone else, and yeah. they'll go, uh, Halloween costumes are just humans uh, copying what they saw in Halloween Town. Yeah. Fold that down. And uh, then the next there's, person. There's a guy called Gort, and everything that's lost goes to his house. Yeah. 
and then you pass it on. No one knows any of the other lore. All yeah. of it contradicts it to each other. Oh, there were there were dark times in the past. Yeah. Like we'll sort of hint at some kind of great war. Yeah, but ne- but never say anything more. Oh, there are forbidden spells. Oh, you undo a spell by say- saying it backwards. Saying it backwards, but also it has. It's like saying it literally in reverse, like a reversed recording. Um. Uh, oh, there were. Uh. Yeah, this spell was used on humans who mocked us by dressing up like creatures. Hang on, didn't we say that it was like a tribute to the people of Halloween Town that they dressed up like the creatures? Uh. I don't know. I've not. I've not read any of the other ones. The paper was folded down. All right. Fine. Whatever. <laughs> Anyway, this spell was used yes. to turn them into the very creatures they were mocking. Ugh. So, so we find out. Re- that Cal- sorry, reminder. Yeah, humans and creatures is what they're called now. Creatures. Yeah, used to live on the same world together. Yes, the creatures were like vampires and werewolves and mummies and stuff, and they were like uh, obviously in charge because they were much stronger and had supernatural powers. And then they decided to move to this small town in a different dimension so as not to scare the humans anymore. Yeah. Is the law of Halloween Town. Yeah. But yeah. then... To, to where they could be free and, like, yeah. you know, roam around the suburbs. And then, yeah, as thanks, the humans would, like, dress up as a vampire on Halloween and go, I'm a vampire. Yeah. Just to yeah, sort of annoy, all, in, annoy vampires. Yeah. So so Cal's plan is that he's going to turn all the humans into monsters. This, okay, so that but but this is I I don't understand why would Cal think that that would be a punishment? He likes creatures. He yeah. thinks they should rule both dimensions. And so instead, he's going to make a load more creatures. He's going to make a lot more creatures, and what he's doing in the meantime is punishing only the creatures by turning them human? He's like, it's an outrage that the creatures were, are forced to live in exile like rats. I know what I'll do. I'll curse them all with the grey spell. I'll <laughs> curse Halloween Town. I'll the place. curse Halloween I'm, Town. Cal is a Halloween Town supremacist. And what he's done is he's set off a dirty bomb in Halloween in Town. Halloween Town. He's cursed Halloween Town. Why? Cal? Why, Cal? Why, Cal, have you done this? These are the people you think you think they should be like pouring through the portal, you know, dominating the humans. But instead, you're going to turn all the humans into creatures, which you think is an awesome thing to be, and turn all of the creatures who have, in your mind, suffered and lived as rats in Halloween Town into this boring is, humans. This is a baffling decision. This is like being a fan of the Arsenal Football Club and setting <laughs> fire to their stadium. <laughs> the film wants us to simultaneously believe everyone in the world being turned into a monster would be terrible. And the the Halloween Town world of monsters is a good and kind and peaceful place. It's like, it's presented like, oh no, imagine if Cal turned all the humans into monsters. And it's like, well, we know what that would be like. It would be like Halloween Town, a nice and peaceful place. Yeah, where everyone goes around on unicycles, juggling all the yeah, time. Yeah, it's just a bunch of cheerful Shreks going into potion shops. Who cares? Uh, that would be fine. Like, okay, it's a, as as like the very top level, like elevator pitch of Cal's plan is that everyone at the specific Halloween party that Marnie's mum is going to yeah. at midnight will turn into literally what their costume is. Yes. It's a sort of like fun little uh, premise that holds up to zero scrutiny. It falls apart instantly the second you think any more about it. Yes. But that's that's Cal's plan. That's Cal's plan. So, so um, back in the mortal world, Sophie is hitting the books because she's awesome. 
yeah. she's doing she's research. got that Halloween Town book from the first yeah it's film. the same crappy book from film one which mm. is fun she's found an entry in this book on golems or as yep. half the cast say it golems golems <laughs> yeah they, yeah, cannot they can't decide. make up their mind but it's funny to imagine golems <laughs> like, <laughs> there's golems everywhere golem. yeah. yeah obviously listener you won't have heard what I just said because Andy's algorithm will be screening out any screening out the Hobbit, Lord of the Rings Hobbit, Hobbit adjacent yeah so, uh, um, golem obviously a uh, an anthropomorphic being from Jewish folklore um, yep. created usually from clay or mud almost always inanimate matter yeah uh, they have no will of their own and they do what their creators want. So Sophie mm. thinks that Alex, Cal's dad, is yeah. a is a golem. Yeah, but made of frogs. But made of, but a frog one, a frog, yeah, a frog golem. A frog golem. So uh, Dylan says that he's not going to go to the dance to tell mom that her date is a frog because he doesn't believe it, mm. but even though he's seen a lot of magic in his life. He says... Someone's got to stay here to water the plants when they take you all the way. Like he thinks that they've all lost their minds yeah. believing in magic. Even though he did, he did magic in the Yeah, last there's film. no room for doubt here. Also, like they know, at this point, they know that Cal stole the book. So like, there's no room for doubt here. Yeah, at least in the X-Files, like Scully always turned up to the warehouse just after the aliens ran off into the corner. Yeah, that's true. It's not like Scully was there, yeah. trod on an alien when yeah. you what's this on my shoe? Oh, it's alien goo. Yeah. And then looked up at Mulder and was like, hey, Mulder, you stupid idiot. I see you're still believing in aliens. Seen any aliens recently, Mulder? Yes, the one that you've got in the headlock right now, Scully. Uh, you clown. You clown, Mulder. <laughs> <laughs> this is clearly just a weather balloon. <laughs> Um, so Sophie says whether you like it or not Dylan you're a Cromwell too and you feel things come with me to the party you'll need a costume and then for some reason in their lounge there is a skeleton wearing a sombrero and a poncho no way says Dylan sensibly (laughs) yeah the the house is full of sombreros like in this scene I think they're like on all the walls yeah yeah it's confusing but okay perhaps this family are very into Cinco de Mayo and Halloween it's like the two, but we just never see them around May. Yeah, I mean, we do never see them around May. We never see the yeah. Cromwells at Christmas, yeah. even though I would love to watch a very Cromwell Christmas. A very Cromwell Christmas. Oh, yeah. Uh, so anyway, that's we've checked in on the mortal realm. Back in Halloween Town. Yeah, back at Gort's. Marnie reasons that Cal is keeping them there with a spell, so maybe they, a non-magical goblin, a witch whose power is visibly draining out of her as we speak, and f-ing Marnie can come up with a stronger one. <laughs> So, um, Marnie's, Marnie says that saying a spell backwards can't be the only way to undo it. Yeah, magic master Marnie. She points out that hackers oh, get Jesus into... Christ. She points out that hackers get into computer programs by looking for the back door. And, and muses, I wonder if spells have back doors. Says Marnie, who can do two spells and knows basically <laughs> nothing of magic. So... Uh. so so Marnie, could, Marnie, no one is there to stop Marnie. So she continues yep. reasoning. This spell is trying to stop them from going outside of Gort's house. Yeah. Uh, what if we tried to go somewhere other than outside? Then she says the words time travel for, for, but, for, uh, no, for no reason. Yeah. Time travel shouts Marnie. Hey, grandma, you've probably got a spell for that, right? Yep. So uh, she says, yeah, she's like, Grandma, do you know a time travel spell? And Grandma manages to write down the time travel spell on a piece of paper, even though she's sort of through her like gray haze. Her engraining. Engraining. And then she sort of falls over as if dead drunk. If you have a time travel spell, 
Why is any of this happening? <laughs> oh, yeah, no, I do have a time travel. Here it is. I write it down. It's real simple. Why is this happening? Why did anything that happened in the last film happen? Why is there any <laughs> peril ever? <laughs> do you, Gr- Grandma, do you have a spell that's a magic gun that shoots Cal? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, oh, yeah. Let me just write that down. <laughs> write that down, yeah. yeah. You speak these words. Callum Magicus Gunnum Shootem. <laughs> Gunnum Shootem. Shoot him up. There we go. Aye, got- I've been shot by a magic gun. <laughs> shot by a magic gun. <laughs> Credits zip past. So anyway, I can't wait for them to try this half-remembered time travel spell. Uh, Grandma then fully in grayons. She's gone. Yeah. She's sorting socks like a maniac. Yeah, because that she's yeah she's doing that with Gort. So um, Marnie does her best to say the time travel spell. Yeah, in halting Latin. Yeah, uh, it's clumsy. You'd think this isn't the kind of spell that you would try. I would read the spell down the phone to Sophie and let her take it, but whatever. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Marnie thinks she's the greatest witch ever. So they read the spell, they go whoosh, and they reappear in the same spot Mm -hmm. that they were already in and turn around to see themselves plus grandma having the chat that they had five minutes ago. Yeah. So they have travelled back in time about five minutes. They've gone back five minutes. The the other thems can't see them. Um, Marnie doesn't think she read it right, so she reads it again. But they're also not concerned about whether... The, the past them's conceit. There's no like, there's no back to the future peril of like, no, oh, we can't let them. If you were going to do a time travel spell in a room that you were in, wouldn't you go to the next room in case you went back to like a time where you were still in the room? If someone just wrote down a spell that was called time travel, I'd be like, well, that's that's kind of a nebulous concept, Grandma. Like, yeah. how far back in time is this spell going to make us travel? Is there a mod? Do you think there's like a modifier on the end? Like you, well, at the she's end, only you written down sort of one, zero, and it's zero. in Latin, which Marnie doesn't speak. <laughs> so she reads the spell again, and they go back to caveman times, and a caveman can see them and threatens them. Yeah, so they get sort of menaced by a caveman. She reads the spell a third time. They've only gone backwards so far, so this should be interesting. Also, the, the caveman thing doesn't make sense because, so, yeah, so, so they're in the woods and there's a caveman. We can hear, like, trumpeting in the background that I think we're supposed to assume is like a mammoth. But they should still be in the Halloween Town realm. Yes, exactly. They've right. landed in Gort's house each time, so it's not yes. a time and distance travel, and yet we know Halloween, t- yeah. Halloween Town was created after Caveman Times because Debbie Reynolds isn't a caveman. Yeah, if they go that far back in time, they should just cease to exist because they've. it yeah. would be like travelling back in time to before the Big Bang. To, like, there's to nothing, nothing to arrive there's nothing at. There. She would be cr- crushed into nothingness. There's yeah, nothing cr- there. Crushed by the infinite nothingness. What an ending that would have been. But no, yeah. it's so annoying though. This caveman Credit zip past. <laughs> anyway, so third time's a charm. Marnie speaks the words again, and time travels again. This time back into Gort's house, but Luke is nowhere to be seen. The place, in fact, seems to be empty except for oh no, it's Cal. Yeah. Luke, Grandma. Nice job of escaping my spell. You have real potential, Marnie. Where's Luke and Grandma? And what time is it? There, well, I guess you could say I took them uh, offline for the moment. It's a simple limbo spell. I could teach it to you later. You better stop breaking in on my spells, Cal. It's against the Code of Merlin. Nobody cares about the Code of Merlin anymore, Marnie. You need an update. Besides, what do you want to hang around a bunch of moldy old creatures for anyway? These creatures are my friends. Your mom's about to become a really moldy old creature. 
Leave my mother alone. Oh yeah, that reminds me. So yeah, Grandma and Lucra, he says he took them offline for a moment. It's just a simple limbo spell that freezes them. Marnie is like a gnat trying to fight a tyrannosaur. Cal's magic is Mm -hmm. very impressive. Very cool. And Marnie is just sort of like... He's always one step ahead. Yeah. And yeah, he's one step ahead of her time travel spell. (laughs) How is he doing this? How can Cal be one step ahead of a time travel spell? Has to be a a Dr. Manhattan style figure who can see all... He must know where she's going to end up in time and go there so that when she arrives, he can be like, ha ha, I knew you'd time travel. Yeah. This doesn't make any sense. (laughs) (laughs) Time travel is like notoriously difficult to write about. Yes. Because of like the inter- the internal logic and the <laughs> chronology and the consi- it has to be so on point. As the writers of this film are going to realise in in ten minutes. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah, buckle up, folks. So at the end of this chat uh, with Cal, Cal vanishes, and Marnie obviously just reads the time travel spell again. This time yeah. with a bit more oomph. The fourth time. Yeah. She wi- so so she winds up back in Gort's house before it got grey spelled. Uh, and it's full of lost crap, clocks and plates and rubber ducks and stuff. Mm-hmm. Luke is here, which is good, but doesn't make sense because she yep. time travelled with Luke, lost him, and then time travelled again, and he's just there. And he was back. Like he, yeah. He's been lost. But Grandma in, isn't. She lost him. But yeah, but Grandma's not there. The two of them hold their noses as Gort enters. We are led to believe that Gort smells terrible. He smells bad. Yeah, stinky Gort. He walks into the room to a piece of hard rock guitar music like a WWE entrance. I don't know if that's an on-point sort of comparison, but like, it's what I thought of. Andy, wrestling fan, thoughts? Yeah, yeah, I guess it's a little, like, little wrestling sting. It's like the bully from Smart House. He's got a little electric guitar riff that plays when he comes in. Yeah. Gort is, Gort is angry. He wants them out of, of their house. Marnie mentions the grey spell will make his house neat. What? He says. Um, so it seems like Gort will be brought around to their point of view. Yeah. Um, back in the real world, Dylan and Sophie are brooming through the streets to the dance. Um, Sophie hasn't been taught how to fly, but because she's an immensely powerful wild magic sorcerer yeah um she sort of spins off into the moon i know she hasn't been taught to fly bear in mind that marnie couldn't fly in in halloween town one it was like a plot point that she couldn't manage it or or indeed anything yeah and sophie's just like off we go she literally flies off into the moon yeah i'll fly myself and dylan yeah easy yeah so they're off to the they're off to the costume party uh back to gort's house gort has been brought around they're sorting through all the piles of crap in gort's house They find a big animatronic pet cockroach Mm -hmm. called Spike. But don't think too much about that. It's not going to be a thing at all. Hey, is the book you're looking for leather with some kind of fancy writing on the front, says Gort? Yeah, Calabar bought that from me 50 years ago, um, says Gort, who seconds earlier was lamenting any of his stuff being sold. But whatever, (laughs) fine. What is character (laughs) consistency? Doesn't matter. So Cal had Grandma's other spell book all along. He only took the other book to stop Marnie from undoing the spell. Yeah. Are you with me, Lester? Do you understand? Yes. Because remember, if you have a spell, you can undo a spell by saying it backwards. Yes. So Cal had the spare spell book already. Yes. So he went to and he stole the spell book prime so that they wouldn't be able to look it up and reverse it. Because as we will come to discover, it is a very complicated spell. <laughs> so confusing. Uh, so yeah, he only took it out the house to stop Marnie reversing it, which it... Is sort of a revelation, but doesn't actually move things along at all because they still just need to find the book. Yeah. Which is what they were trying to do anyway. 
So, fine. Fine. Whatever. Costume party. Yes. Back in the mortal realm. Uh, it's full of randos in crappy Halloween costumes. It mm. is visually indistinguishable from a ha- actual Halloween town because all Halloween town is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like randos in crappy Halloween costumes. Yeah. And that's what that's what this is. It's like someone sort of weakly dressed as a vampire. It's the exact same level of attention to detail. Yeah, um, yeah. Same budget, same energy. The girl that Dylan invited to the dance earlier and she laughed in his face is there with a couple of friends. Dylan goes up to her in this sombrero and poncho that he's wearing. And he asks her what she thinks of his costume. Who are you supposed to be? El Geeko, she asks. And I don't know what outcome Dylan expected of this woman (laughs) who'd already publicly rejected him earlier. Only now he's dressed in an offensive, uh, stereotypical Mexican costume. Yeah, so she she sort of spurns his advances once more. Yeah. Uh, Sophie, meanwhile, spots mom who is going absolutely ham on the dance floor with Alex in his big frog costume. Yeah. She's wearing that horrible witch mask. What are you doing here, she asks. Yeah. We're just rocking to the beat, says Dylan, who I just, I, he's beyond help. He, Dylan then does comfortably the worst dancing I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> the dance has Halloween town magical properties and every second of it seems to stretch to an hour. <laughs> and But you know what? That's fine because the gag is he's supposed to be bad at dancing. But what I don't understand is he then stops dancing and nobody says anything for about five seconds. And it's just the funniest, most awkward pause. They all just try to rebuild their lives after witnessing this. In the wake of Dylan's dance. We all just have to try and... Gotta try and move forward as best we can. Carry on as best we can. Yeah. So Alex in the frog costume is sent away to to get punch. Um, and Sophie says that he's not really Cal's dad. Yeah. Because Calabar is Cal's dad. That's right. Sophie Sophie explains that she thinks that Alex is a golem made of frogs. And we get a slow fade to black on this bombshell. <laughs> yeah, slow fade to Disney Channel ad break. Yeah. Slow fade to a sunny delight ever. Yeah. <laughs> While your reeling mind comprehends a golem made of frogs. <laughs> Back in Gort's house, Luke tells Marnie that she has reversed the grey spell once with him, because you remember that Luke was grey spelled and all of a sudden became ungrey spelled. Uh, Marnie says, yeah, but it just wore off. And Luke says, no, no, no. It must have been something you said. So they go back to the moment that Luke changed back and they try to remember what Marnie said exactly. Yeah. And they remember that Marnie was saying something, there must be something to get us out of this trap, a spell or a something, 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 something. And Luke starts to write it down and OMG, what's this? I absolutely, with a gun trained on me, could not tell you what what happens here or why it, why anyone did anything or what it, the answer was. Wait, wait, here. Trap-a. Trap-a? Yeah, it's a part backwards. So? So? Does every spell have to be long? No, some spells are short. Then say this like a spell. But it's one word. You just try it? Fine. Apart! So, on saying this spell, that sound you just heard was Gort transforming into his his grey spell human form. So, Andy, do you understand? Do you understand what's happened here? Oh, I understand. I understand what's happened here. What I don't understand is the many, many, many problems with this. <laughs> so, what? Grandma has never said a part in her daily life around Halloween Town. 
Because it seems that saying apart turns a Halloween Town resident into not just yeah yeah into a human. And if you or, say it loud enough, gray. It, yeah, it turns everyone into yeah. yeah. The, the yeah. nuclear deterrent that she was keeping yeah. the town in line with is the word apart. Oh, Marnie, I hate to be apart from you and your siblings. Blah! <laughs> I f- also, I feel like this is one of the spells Grandma could maybe have remembered, seeing as it's a single word. Have you got but... my... Uh, is my? <laughs> yeah, that's right. They're like, we have to go find my other book to remember what this is. To remember what it is. The word is apart. Mm. <laughs> so, hey, have you, is, my, is my broom ready to pick up yet? What's that? You have to order a part. <laughs> no, no, my God, what have you done? So this whole scene, Marnie is like, oh, my God, I said apart. Now if I say it backwards, Trapper. And that she's just turning Gore back and forth between his human and his yeah creature form. It's really he, it's really He remembers funny. everything. He's clearly harrowed by the experience. Yeah. Marnie's like, hee, 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 try it again, says Luke. Apart, he's grey. Trapper, he's back. Please stop. Please, he chokes. Yeah, he's like, please stop. And they, they just do it a few more times, just just for laughs. Uh, what, in the many, many problems with this, is the, is the fact that Marnie broke the spell by, by like sort of mumbling the syllables trapper. Not yeah. even that clearly. And definitely not saying it like a spell, which is what no. Luke says that, he, that she should try. Like, try saying trapper like a spell. And also, yeah. she said, a, a, "There's a trap, a spell." Uh, yeah, is what she said earlier. Yeah, so it's like, oh, you said trap. Uh, that's a yeah. Part. She's lucky that, that speller isn't a spell as well. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, yeah. Also, when she said trapper, why didn't it reverse the gray spell on Grandma's house, which was like they were in yeah. a cursed gray spell house? Yeah. Ugh. <laughs> so okay so Marnie says we figured it out of the thing that Luke figured out yeah only 15 minutes until midnight when the portal closes and mum doesn't know about the creature spell we have to warn her yes but they have to get back to the present to do it yes but Marnie has now lost the time travel spell. <laughs> that's right they're like all we have to do is travel back to the present and Marnie's like oh yeah the only way that we can get out of here, the time travel spell that will stop us being lost here centuries yeah. ago. Four, it's 400 years in the past. Yeah. Um, she put it down on a table in Gort's famous house where lost things remain lost forever. Gort explains, again, this is annoying. It's just moving the goalposts. Yeah. We've, you've just wrapped your head around how Gort's house works. Mm-hmm. Anything lost in the world ends up ends up in Gort's house. house, but then Gort unless says, it gets lost in Gort's house. Asterisk things that get lost in my house go poof, which means that they're sort of destroyed forever. Yeah, it's just freewheeling plot. Every single sentence moves the goalposts. It's so irritating. So Luke says, "Please tell me that you remember the spell." And Marnie mm. spits back angrily. It was Welsh. I could barely read it. I mean, it, yeah, pretty sure it wasn't. That's fine. Yeah. She tries to remember also, the like, spell. How could how could anyone be expected to read Welsh? As yeah, like as exactly. if it was Welsh. So obviously I Obviously it's just a load of mumbo jumbo. Yeah. Says Marnie. Um so Marnie tries to remember the spell. She starts speaking Latin. Uh now Gort is wearing a wig for some reason. I had to rewatch um, this because I honestly couldn't tell what had happened. Yeah. The camera is on Gort, and the, the implication is that something funny has happened, but I could not <laughs> tell what had changed. Yeah, it's it's subtle. But he's he's wearing quite a tasteful wig. Oh, it's so rubbish. Okay, <laughs> costume party. Alex comes over in his frog costume with cookies. Yeah. Uh, where is Cal? Dylan and Sophie ask him. Sophie asks Alex, "Hey, why did you choose a frog costume?" Yeah. Then she says, 
that she just saw a seventh grader dressed like a fly. A big black one with feelers and fuzzy legs, the fly Mm. he was dressed as. Alex starts moaning and closing his eyes, imagining the seventh grader dressed like a fly. So he had better be a golem made of frogs. (laughs) (laughs) Because this is really uncomfortable otherwise. Sophie then, using her powers, she magics in fly underscore not final dot PNG, which buzzes around the frogman's head. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's she doesn't transfixed. even say any words to cast magic in this. No, she, she just doesn't have to. She, she doesn't, doesn't have, have to. to. Simply, she just simply uh, the, manipulates a, the a cosmic twinge weave. of her will. Yeah. yeah, she just reorders the universe into what she believes it always should have been, where a fly is there. Alex is transfixed by the fly, and then a long CGI tongue comes out and snaps it yeah. out of the air. And Dylan goes, "Oh, that's not normal." Yeah. Uh, Mom cries in alarm. You're not human. And Alex quips back. Nobody's perfect. Mm. Decom writers hoping earnestly that none of the kids watching have seen some like it hot. (laughs) (laughs) Which this joke is. Well, yeah. Just stolen. Yeah. So, um, so mom, mom is like, yeah, you golem. And then in front of everyone, she casts an infrogging spell. Yeah. Um, mom, like, I think this is, is this the first time we've seen mom do magic? I guess she she did did something at the end of, yeah. At the end of Halloween Town 1, I guess she did a bit. You forget that she's a witch. Um, so Alex vanishes in a puff of smoke, leaving a roiling pile of frogs. Uh, Mom did this in front of everybody. Yeah, everyone saw this happen. Like this, the, the, the very, very conspicuous frog costume is gone. In its place, a pile of roiling frogs. But no, no one seems to even notice. Mm-hmm. Fine. Um, Whatever. Mom, so th- th- this whole thing makes the mom finally realise that Marnie may be in serious trouble. So she gets on the headphone... But she gets a voicemail saying, the person you're trying to reach is out of this dimension, but leave a message and they'll get it in approximately 400 years, mm-hmm. which doesn't make sense because it implies Marnie's 400 years in the future. Yes. Which she isn't. She's yeah, 400 but, years know, in the past. These, you know, it's hard to write movies. Isn't it? <laughs> so back at Gortz, Marnie is now trying the spell Pooh Bear Thanatos 23 Skidoo. She's aiming all of these spells at Gortz. <laughs> Just firing untested <laughs> magic into Gort. Do you know in a video game, sometimes it'll give you a training dummy? <laughs> and it's like, oh, find out how much damage your weapons yeah. do and stuff like that against this training dummy. <laughs> That's what Gort is for her, her magic. Just loosing off untested magic into yeah. Gort. He is now surrounded by gnomes and dressed as a clown. So anyway, Gort is frustrated with being a magical punching bag. So he says, this is stupid. Why don't we use my timeline? Mm. This is stupid. Why don't we just use my timeline? Your what? My timeline. Some wizard must have lost it. Come on, I keep it in the closet. Wow. How does it work? The timelines tell us what year it is in the mortal world. The past is one direction, the future is the other. So, so having so, so having been like handed so, this incredible lifeline by Gort, Marnie shrugs and rolls her eyes. She is the least likable character in cinema history. It it boggles the mind that Gort just he he's what you couldn't see, listener. Maybe yeah. you were imagining this doorway was like hidden away. It's four feet away. It's in the room yeah. with them. He walks it's a cupboard in the room with them. The camera pans gently left. He opens this door and in the door is a time travel vortex that will take you forwards or backwards in time any way you want to go. I f- died. It's un. 
unbelievable. It's the time circuits from Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure yeah. in a cupboard. It, yeah. And the thing that's really annoying is that inside, it doesn't even look magical. It looks like sci-fi. It looks like the introductory video to a school educational video yes, about, about the science. multiplication table yeah. or something. Yeah, it's like just sort of numbers kind of moving through a sort of Windows media player visualization thing. Yeah. Numbers and dates. So apparently this, these timelines tell Halloween Town residents what year it is in the mortal world. Past is in one direction, future the other, says Gort. What do you mean? That doesn't what mean... That, that, doesn't, what? that doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean any- that doesn't mean anything. <laughs> it doesn't mean anything. What it, it tell- what it mean? It, Look, if you were if you were if you were writing this and you got to this point and you were like, "Man, the only way that I can think to get them out of this problem is for them to find a magic time travel door mm-hmm. that they can open it and they can just time travel through the magic time travel door." Why don't you go back and delete the bit where she loses the time travel spell? Yeah, because like that's not necessary. Just just have her not lose the time travel spell. If if the only thing that happens after she loses the time travel spell is Gort has to walk over to a hitherto unmentioned door and go, oh by the way, I have this door in my house that is a door <laughs> to anywhere and any time in the all of the known universe. Why not hop? Why not hop in it? Damn, Marty, you lost your time travel spell. Oh, and what's this in the door next to it? It's a gun that shoots Calibur. I guess you can use my time travel door. Yeah. Well, I, if I, you guess, want you, to. I guess you're in a real pinch. Oh, I mean, it's, I, I, it's probably even, stupid. It, Pro- probably. Yeah. Uh, oh, it's nothing. Nothing, it, actually. No, no, it's a stupid no, idea. No, stupid no, no, idea. no. Don't no, even mention it. a stupid idea. A stupid no, no, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on, go on. No bad ideas in brainstorming. Okay, well, I just maybe as a time travel device, you could use... My time travel device. Maybe you could use my time machine. Yeah. It's it's stu- you're it's leaning stupid. up against I don't know why it. I don't know why I said anything. Oh, okay, so you're thinking of how to defeat Calabar. I don't know if this is stupid, but uh, maybe you could use my gun to shoot Calabar. <laughs> Marnie, do you know earlier when I said don't put your coffee down there, that's my magical time travel door. What really gets me is that is the sort of hand wavy things about this. Like when he says, like, oh, a wizard must have left it here. Yeah, a wizard, a wizard must, have, must have left his door. <laughs> a wizard did it. A wizard lost his time travel door (laughs) and it ended up in Gort's living room. Why doesn't Gort travel through time? Why doesn't... Why doesn't Gort become the most powerful being in his Why doesn't Gort go back and kill all the dictators? Why don't we talk of Genghis Gort? (laughs) Gortus Khan. (laughs) Thousands of years of blood on your hands, Gort. So, okay, so probably what you're thinking, listener, is like... Okay, this is pro- this is going to be a problem for the screenwriters now because you're introducing some extremely complicated time travel themes, uh, and the script sort of requires Marnie now to have a sort of uh, genius level understanding of um, quantum physics and time travel. Um, so she does now. She said, <laughs> "She says this Marnie, who we remind you cheated on her algebra test, yeah. says with a straight face, looking into this time circuits from Bill and Ted <laughs> educational." Yeah. Winamp <laughs> visualizer yeah. says that looks just like a Stephen Hawking description of a non-stellar black hole. Oh my god. What a that is so annoying. What's more annoying to me personally is that this isn't magic. Yeah. Like, don't go through the 
It's Halloween Town. Why in Halloween Town do you open the door to a black hole? It should be magic. <laughs> Why do you start talking about Stephen Hawking? It should be a witch. Should be witch stuff. This <laughs> is an evil spell that time travels you. Uh, no, but she had one, but she lost it. <laughs> she put it down on a table yeah. and forgot about it. So, so Gort has uh. to be like, oh well. I mean, I guess there is this DeLorean. <laughs> it's also. Can you imagine Stephen Hawking? Describing a non-stellar black hole and going, oh, it's a sort of like wavy tunnel with dates and clocks flying around. Yeah, I imagine if you see, uh, if you look into what I theorise is a black hole, yeah, micro black hole, you will see a yellow line that describes like the Gregorian calendar of the planet (laughs) Earth, sort of floating past. (laughs) This is stupid as. This is beyond. This is like this is this is decom to to the nth. This. Okay, what I will say is this this whole thing probably added 10 minutes to the runtime, and this film is only an hour and 20 minutes long, so <laughs> Just, fine, whatever. It's mind... Like, how in a film that's an hour and 20 minutes do you have a plot that is flailing so much <laughs> to sort of find things for the characters to do that they time travel four times and then time travel a different way? Marnie does more time travel in... Marnie does, like, five times as much time travel as she does spells. She does more time travel than the entire Back to the Future trilogy. This is a time travel film. There is very little Halloween. So, Marnie... The, the university level quantum theorist yeah. says theoretically black holes can accelerate time. She's like 14 and bad at school. We have to follow the fastest moving timeline, she says. So, uh, this is... Okay, Stupidly, they've nothing, got this sort of nothing. magic door that takes you through time, but it only works if you can fly. Yeah, if you went in it, you just if you went fall. in it, you just fall fall through the, the floor. <laughs> you just fall down out of time. <laughs> you just fall down. <laughs> time is a tunnel, and you would fall out the bottom of the tunnel. Time is a tunnel, but you need, need a car. Time is a tunnel, but time is a tunnel, but you have to like achieve flight. Or you can just drive down in a little car, but you can't walk (laughs) it. You can't walk it, it won't work. (laughs) Stephen Hawking said that. So then Marnie says, uh, uh, it must be, say, reasonably smugly, says, uh, because Luke is like, oh, hey, I'm a goblin. I can't, I cannot fly. And Marnie's Mm. like, yes, you can. And produces a tiny broom, which she magically embiggens. It's my new improved broom. Uh, Yeah. and And I'll admit... I was briefly impressed because I thought this was like a Jedi thing, like where you make your lightsaber and maybe Marnie had done something. And then she says, Grandma gave it to me. I was like, oh, Grandma, right. yeah. Okay, right, fine. fine. So the two of them fly into the black hole. Um, there are clock there are clock sounds and bell chimes, just as Stephen Hawking described. And they, they, they fly around in the vortex generally, I would, dis- <laughs> I would say. They just sort of like fly generally around in it. Yeah. Meanwhile, back at the party, Mom, Dillard and Sophie split up to try and find the sinister cow. Yeah, mum is moving through the dancing crowd like yeah. the Terminator in Technoir. <laughs> she puts the mask back on, the witch mask. I'm not sure why. It's Oh, it's because Cal has seen her face and she doesn't want him to see yes. her coming. Uh, we see mum walk five feet and then stand still and not do anything. So that's her sweep search yep. concluded. The camera pulls back to reveal Cal is stood in the rafters of the building looking down at the revellers, clutching the spell book. Mm-hmm. Like Sting. Not the singer Sting, the wrestler Sting. Yeah. <laughs> He's cl- he's cl- <laughs> he's clutching the spell book. Uh, he's got it open to the creature spell, 
And then I was absolutely livid about this because I paused it on the creature spell. Yeah. It's written in French. It's in French. I translated it Mm -hmm. painstakingly. It took ages of typing it in Google Translate. And I kept having to watch it because Cal moves his hand across the page. So you sort of have to watch it twice. And then like five minutes later, they say it translated. So it was pointless. But if you're curious, the translation goes thus. Spirits of darkness transform these humans by the wind, by the rain, by the fire. With this charm, I will avenge their cruel jokes about our brothers. I would say a rare instance of the like props graphics department doing a bang up job. Doing a good job. Yeah. It wasn't the same paragraph three times. Yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't it, about Christmas. It, it wasn't a story about murdered hikers. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, A plus. The gang have to find Calabar before midnight, but oh no. The compare on stage at the party starts a minute-long countdown to the witching hour. This is wild. A 60-second countdown. A 60-second countdown. 60, 59, 58. Okay, 56. A, not a thing at Halloween parties. Yeah. B, you're going to lose everyone by the late, by the early 40s. Yeah. Everyone's going to stop. By, by 52, I'd be like, might go to the bar. <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm going to the bar. Yeah. Uh, three, the witching hour is 3 to 4 a.m., not midnight. <laughs> the idea that you'd count down to the witching hour, for goodness mm-hmm. sake. So anyway, back in the vortex. Yeah, Marnie is flying through the scientifically accurate micro black hole. Yeah. So the portal closes in a few minutes. Luke is worried. And they're only in the 1600s, as indicated <laughs> by a big yellow line through the middle of the vortex with years marked on it. They zoom past 1640. A truck horn blares at them. (laughs) (laughs) One of the 1600s truck goes past. In the 1600s, they invented a big dump truck, but only one. (laughs) They're not going fast enough. Um, Marnie says, I think we should go into that black hole over there. They're already in a black hole. Yeah, but Marnie, sort of, Marnie points vaguely off screen and is like, let's fly into that black hole. Let's fly into that black hole. There's a second black hole. Yeah, and then we, we cut away from that. I've just, honestly, in my notes, I've written, sure. <laughs> um, as the lengthy countdown back in the mortal realm, students are pumping their fists going, 45, 44, 43, <laughs> 42, 41, <laughs> 40, yeah. 39. Mom spots Cal up in the rafters. Yeah, because he's yelling yes. up there. He's yelling up there. He's doing a spell. He mutters some lines from the spell and he zaps her and the witch's mask sticks to her face. Do you know what this looks like? Do you know that? This only just occurred to me. Do you know that scene in The Mask where mm-hmm. Jim Carrey is trying to show people the mask? Oh, yeah. But it doesn't work when other people are watching, I think, because it's daytime or something. So he's just like rolling around. With yeah, the so he mask puts on it on face. going like, yeah. oh, oh, that's what that's what the mom is doing with this mm-hmm. witch mask. Yeah. Um, so Marnie flies into this black hole and they explode into a, a pile of socks in Yeah, in... having flown through nested black holes, they then emerge at the exact time and place they wanted to be so and are not spaghettified. This is so annoying because so like annoying. it won't be a spoiler listener to know that like they are in a minute going to everyone's going to be at this costume party for the grand for a big showdown. Just have them fly there. Let's go there. But they so they go to Gort's house. Grandma is grey. Marnie says trapper, and grandma is easily saved. No one saves Gort. <laughs> yeah, they leave Gort grey spell. <laughs> they leave Gort grey. I think he's lucky they didn't just fire a few more curses into him yeah. before they left. While he's placid with the grey spell, let's break yeah. his legs. I've got a leg breaking spell. So grandma and Marnie do their portal magic, which I thought 
like the whole point is they can't leave the house. The spell is still active. Whatever. I, uh, I yeah, that care. was the point of the spell on Gort's house. Yeah, I don't anyway, care. Who cares? Anyway, the door, yeah. the door is closing because it's about to be midnight. Yeah. So they summon the portal. But Why the- is the portal to the dance now? I don't, what? I, yeah, you're right. It should be to where it was before. Yeah. Also, so now they summon the portal and it has a hitherto unseen giant metal sort of industrial door that's kind of closing across yeah, it. Yeah, like a, like a bank vault door that's yeah. sort of closing. Back now, it's closing very slowly. And it's got a big gap in it that everyone could briskly walk through. Yeah. But instead, they don't do that. They sort of watch it close. And then the last go, no. minute, Marnie jams her hands in and it's like, ah, oh, no, open. But but it's no good. She she sees the party. Briefly, she sees Dylan and Sophie wrestling to try and get the witch's mask off of Mom. But then it closes. Yeah. Did everyone at the party see this portal? Did they see Marnie like? Yeah, presumably. Oh. So it's at the party. It is midnight. And the compare on the stage says, it's time for the great unmasking. Which isn't how Halloween parties work. Also, it, 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 would, it would be terrible if that's how Halloween parties worked because the, the thing of a Halloween party is you show up, go, hey, look, everyone, I'm him from Stranger Things. Yeah. Then you take it off because it's uncomfortable and have a nice yeah. time. And then you enjoy your evening. Imagine if you had to wait until midnight to take your costume take, off. You can't take your mask off. No, uh, oh, it, it's, oh, I can't stand it. It's the worst. <laughs> Cal finishes his spell from the rafters and then he sort of has to go and individually zap people with the spell somehow. He can't cast this AOE. Yeah, but so why did he do the spell in the first place? Did he have to like prime it? I don't know. Yeah, he has to go around like individually zapping. So everyone is being transformed into the monsters that they're dressed as. Yeah, mum turns into a full-on Stan Winston horror witch. Yeah, like really good. Witch. Someone else is a, a fish monster. The guy doing yeah. the countdown is a cyclops now. Dylan, for some reason, isn't a Mexican, uh, nor is Sophia Cowboy. I don't know why that didn't happen. I don't know. Well, I guess it's because Cal has to do it individually. And he's just. But he's doing. But it is, it's not that, though, it, because a bunch of people in the background are turning into things I as don't well. Know. For, but, but because it's important for the plot that Dylan and Sophie somehow evade. Maybe it's age gated. Maybe it's like. Maybe it's sort of. <laughs> All right, fine. 16 plus gets. Yeah. Gets, you know. Gets turned into their costume. Cal's not a monster. He's, he's sparing the children. But, okay, so it seems like about half the people become their costumes because there's a lot of regular people in there, like, screaming and running around. But, but, how. Would you, as the viewer, know? Because the whole thing of Halloween Town is that all the monsters have the crappiest costumes. Yeah, and so in this scene, we see we see a pumpkin in a fedora sort of wobble around him. I'm like, is like, that is that has he been turned in or not? Is that just his costume? Is this a is this like a real creature? What's this? Oh. Yeah, there's a guy like dressed as a sort of mad scientist archetype, but now he's got like a big rubber head. A big egg head. Big egg. Yeah. Um, anyway, on stage, Cal has a cape now and yeah. satisfied he surveys the chaos and is pleased. Uh, back in Halloween Town, Marnie is lamenting the fact that they're stuck here for a year, which will feel like a hundred. Grandma says we can use the time to train here like we planned yeah. and emerge. We'll, use 100, we'll train for a hundred years. And emerge to fight Cal when the portal opens again. Gort has a time travel closet. <laughs> I sorry. I wanted the film to end here because I love the idea of a part three Halloween Town where Marnie emerges from the hyperbolic time chamber as a one hundred year old <laughs> elemental sorcerer and takes the fight to Cal in an unbelievable yeah. epic showdown. 
you it's know, ultra instinct witch. Yeah, from yeah. yes, Neo and Agent Smith in the rain-soaked Matrix. You know, yeah, it's it's the end of Bill and Ted's uh, bogus journey where she comes out with like a long beard and a, yeah. a baby in a in a carrier yeah. on her front. Yeah, and, and, and she's hundred like, years old. They are going to make a Halloween Town three, and it's yeah. it's even worse than this. So like so yeah, I really really just felt sad thinking about what could have been also they're just like oh there's nothing to do they just time traveled four times yeah there's nothing we can do just time travel back time travel back and go through the portal faster this time but grandma says no no you can't change the rules she's fairly unconcerned about this sort of being trapped there for 100 years uh then marnie says maybe we can maybe we can so she gets on the headphone and calls sophie yeah um, back at the dance the monsters are just sort of wandering around, not really killing anyone or anything. Um, but <laughs> well, at this point, be- so Cal has done his evil plan. He's done it and it worked. Yeah. And there are a bunch of monsters of varying levels of attention to detail, sort of yeah. milling around milling uh, as we school knew- gymnasium. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. The, the, the lack of ambition here. He's transformed maybe 20 people yeah. into like some pretty good looking witches and stuff. Yeah. They're not killing anyone. They're not falling not upon the humans. No. no. Uh, so... So, so Marnie's plan, as she explains to Sophie over the headphone, is even though it's against the rules, she's going to open the portal anyway. That was an option. Yeah, this is this is portrayed as a stunning and brave decision. Again, goalposts just wee off they go. The only consistent rule of these movies is that this portal to Halloween Town opens once a year on yeah. Halloween, and that's mm-hmm. when you can move between for four hours. Yeah, for four hours. Like every. Everything about the plot in film one and thus far in film two has yeah. been predicated on this idea that there is a small window of time between which you can move between the worlds. Yeah. And then, and they're like, well, how about this? We open the portal even when it's not that time. Yeah. Oh, can we do that? Uh, yeah, pretty sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so Marnie says, we'll just make up our own spell. Uh, so Marnie, Luke and Grandma join hands and so does Sophie and Dylan in the mortal realm and they independently of each other mm-hmm. sort of all in unison speak a spell. We call on the dreams of creature, of creature and mortal to heal, to the, heal wound, the wound the worlds divide. worlds divide. From now on, from we now each on, can we each portal, can create a portal and each of us, our own, each of us our own path decide. We call on the, we dreams, call on the dreams of creature and mortal, mortal. Heal the wound that works divide. From now on, we each can create a portal. And each of us, our own path to What is that? Something's happening! So, from now on, we can all make portals whenever we want. Also, I have a gun that shoots Calabar and a Calabar, <laughs> a Calabar force field. <laughs> So the party goes stare in shock as Marnie, Grandma and Luke sprint out and into the party. Yep. Cal storms up to them, furious. Calabar takes off the skull crown he's suddenly wearing. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. The camera pans hilariously around the concerned rubber faces of assembled monsters. <laughs> the, the, the assembled Shreks. Yeah. Good God, concerned sure. looking assembled Shreks. <laughs> so Marnie, Marnie says to Cal, we don't have to hate each other. Just give me back Aggie's spell books. But Cal is not convinced. He says, Dad was right. You're the enemy mm. and always will be. You told me that you make your own decisions. Yeah. Uh, but, but you know, here you are not doing that. Marnie says, we don't have to hate each other. Just give me back the spell books. So, and she says, don't let your father's hate decide for you now. So Cal says, oh, I'd like to see you take the books. Go ahead. 
take them. Go ahead. Take the book. I'd like to watch. Is good stronger than evil? Let's find out. So, so what Cal has just done, he's summoned both books, one in each hand, mm-hmm. and says, take them. It's sort of like venom tentacles yeah. have all sort of like twirled around them. They're entwined with these sort of writhing black tentacles. And is good stronger than evil? Let's find out, he says. And then Marnie walks towards Cal and takes the books. Yeah. And Cal goes, ah, and explodes <laughs> into particles. <laughs> Well, money. So money. <laughs> yes. Well, she has a gun that shoots caliber. So, oh, oh, I'd like to see you take them. And then, oh no, she didn't. And, oh no, money Easily. took them. I'll explode so, into particles. This scene is so embarrassing. Marnie glows with like a holy light and yeah. moves forward. This golden glow suffusing her hands with sparks. Yeah. The monsters who were all humans five minutes ago were sort of all watching with interest. And then Christ-like, Marnie touches the books. And just sort of takes them and then just steps like backwards with, yeah, with no stakes or ill effects. Um, and then Cal becomes a CGI Winamp visualization and vanishes. How is how like everyone's agreed that Marnie is the embodiment and representation of good, and that Cal is evil? It's such an escalation of this like totally self-centered, self-absorbed, narcissistic Marnie character that like she's basically become Jesus Christ at yeah. the end of this film. <laughs> yeah. It's like the only force good and powerful and wise enough yeah. to counter the evil Calabar. She's literally glowing with holy light in this scene. I think what happens is that Sophie is sort of watching this all with a vague air of detachment because increasingly she has little time for these mortal affairs. <laughs> this... <laughs> Yeah, they're petty lies. Yeah, exactly. I tire of them. Um, and But she sees that Marnie is about to be easily killed by tentacles, and so she <laughs> she sort of like twitches her eye and explodes Cal into particles. Yeah, she just quietly manipulates the cosmic weave. Yeah. Uh, so anyway, Cal is gone. Luke there, who's a real buzzkill, says he'll be back, mm. even though he was exploded into particles. Even um, though he became a Winamp visualisation. Yeah, and Marnie says, we'll be waiting. Together. Uh, Then Grandma takes the books and speaks the spells in reverse. I uh, recorded what she says and reversed it to check that she says the spell, and she does, so that was a waste of my time. (laughs) A waste of your time. A a man who is... Looks like he's on his way to a steampunk convention. Sort of looks interestedly at this happening. And everyone is back to normal. Demonstered. The announcer is like, let's have a big hand for the best Halloween party ever. And everyone starts dancing, even though they surely all remember the horrible transformation that they all underwent and saw all the magic and have just been rocked with the revelation that magic is real. Magic is real, monsters are real. Forces beyond their comprehension, like... like, a boy wizard just just shot tentacles out of his body and then turned into a Winamp visualisation. And vanished. And vanished. Like, yeah, the world is over. (laughs) For these, like, 25 people. Yeah. It's fine. So Mom and Marnie reunite. Um, you won't have to fight over me anymore, says Marnie, because thanks to my amazing powers, I can come and go to Halloween Town as I wish. I'm not sure what I'm going to teach you, Marnie, says Grandma. You are the best and most powerful and strongest witch. Yep. And then Marnie makes the smug emoji face. <laughs> uh, Grandma says, you can expect me for dinner next Halloween to the mom, which I think is funny because that's when she could have visited anyway. <laughs> so, like, Again, Grandma, she... I don't think, has fully grasped what's yeah. going on. Or she has grasped it, but she doesn't actually want to visit any more than she was doing already. Also, yeah, Grandma is going to move back to Halloween Town, but this hasn't been agreed upon. And the mom just says... The kids can come and visit you whenever they want to grandma, which is a sort of yeah. very uh, harsh way of saying you're out of the house. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I've packed your bag for you. <laughs> yeah. So Sophie runs around going trapper, turning everyone back into monsters. Even Dylan does some magic. He transforms Benny back into skeleton form. Uh, Grandma revives the jack-o'-lantern. This is in Halloween Town now, by the way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the camera pans out on all of the monsters sort of jigging around. Yeah. And that's the end of the film. There's a hammerhead shark man. There's yep. a weird jester. There's a lady Frankenstein. There's a woman in a fur coat and a cloche hat. Very scary. <laughs> From the 1920s. <laughs> and then there's a, a witch-themed pop song. Mm-hmm. And the film is done. What? I mean, what? I don't want to spend a lot of time or indeed any more time of my life talking about Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. It's breathtaking in its... In its disregard of its own canon. Yeah, that's that's the thing for me. It's this feeling of the goalposts moving in every single scene. Just when you think you are like wrestling to get a grasp on the internal logic of Halloween Town and the Halloween mm-hmm. Town lore, then it's like, ah, well, let's go through this door. It time yeah. travels. Let's open this portal anytime we want. Oh, Calabar was here, even though we time travelled. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. And... Like, even though they time traveled, yeah, they were in Halloween Town for ages, yeah. And, like, they, I mean, everything they did in Halloween Town should have taken about a minute and a half in yeah. the human world. Yes, the, the plot that plays out in Halloween Town and the plot that plays out in the mortal realm they happen concurrently, yeah. As we've mentioned a few times, they like they're talking to each other on the phone during this, yeah. So, like, this time dilation isn't happening, but it also it adds, it adds nothing. So, I don't know why they introduced this. This law that adds nothing isn't know. interesting. I don't know. And just it all it serves is to make it make it not make sense when you try and think about it. You would I mean like it if if the tension in the beginning was will Marnie go and train for a year to be a Cromwell witch and leave the mortal realm, the fact that she can only go back every Halloween is still enough of a you know, that's plenty of pressure. Forget about the sort of mind shattering thing of her experiencing a hundred years in Halloween town. But also I don't think you need to train for a hundred years to be a Cromwell witch because all her grandma does is like sit in her house, go to Halloween town CVS, go for tea with another witch. Yeah. It's not like she's like out there every day, like having magical duels with other wizards in their tower and pondering an orb. Ratifying <laughs> Merlin's law. Yeah. <laughs> the code of Merlin. Like, yeah. It's not like she's fighting Saruman's yeah. or, or thank army. Yeah. She's she's plunging downwards through Moria with the Balrog. <laughs> it's like she literally is hanging out in Halloween Town CVS yeah. at her own house. Nothing else. I'm gonna re- I'm gonna rework the AI subroutine. We'll leave we'll leave that in. Okay. Oh, good, good, good. Yeah, um, I am just because I really like the image of Debbie Reynolds plunging into Moria <laughs> with the Balrog. <laughs> Um, I, I, I feel weird. I feel like I don't want to talk about this anymore. I don't really think I've got anything to add. I think I've got, but I don't feel like I've satisfactorily got it off my chest. I feel like I could honestly talk rant for another hour about this, about this movie, but it, it wouldn't be saying anything new. It would just be saying more. I just want to say it because I'm still annoyed. Yeah. It's not even like, it's not even Halloween-y. It's not even, there's, there's not very little magic. It's, t- it's a time travel movie. It's, a, a Calabar isn't in it. I, I just, I can't, I, I need Why to understand. Why did Calabar call his son Cal? <laughs> I need to understand, like, this, the series of decisions that led to them going... 
okay, well, they'll time travel and then Marnie will lose the time travel spell and then Gort will have a time tunnel in his wardrobe. <laughs> and Marnie will know about black holes a wizard for some reason. Oh, yeah, but you can't... But there's still a problem because we're not handing it all to Marnie on a, on a silver platter because you can't walk into the portal. You have to fly in. And Luke can't fly. Otherwise, you'll fall down. You'll fall down through. Who the wrote this? Who wrote this movie? Look, look, look. We, I, Andy. I'm as eager as you are to to to, to abortion to, kill to go, to go into an angry to, to waste two hours of my own, my only life. Yeah, I've already wasted a lot of hours of my only life watching Halloween Town Two: Calabar's Revenge. But look, I think we look. A lot of DCOMs are not well written, but we have to appreciate that, like, the writers probably were not given very much time. No, time or resources. Or resources. Or support. Or support, you know? So, like, it's just, you know, it's the magic of Hollywood, isn't it? How can how can all these very talented people produce something, mm. r- routinely produce such garbage? It's like, is what makes is what makes the movies fun. It's like, what's the cumulative effect of all of these talented people working together? A load yeah. of garbage. It's like, oh. how does this happen? We don't really know. That's why movies are fun. I don't remember being like this annoyed at the end of the original Halloween Town. You were, you were. I remember you being. Yeah, yeah. I probably was. Yeah, I, uh, I wasn't this annoyed though. I quite, I have a, I have a fondness for Halloween Town One. Mm. I, I cannot muster any love for. Halloween Town 2, Calabar's Revenge. We're going to have to do the third one at some point. That is going to be... There's four of them. What? No, there are three. Mm. No, there's four. Halloween Town High and Return to Halloween Town. <laughs> so that was Halloween Town 2, <laughs> Calabar's Revenge. Why don't we have an email? <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yes, please. God, yes. Okay. Here's a lovely email from Caleb. Thanks, Caleb. Thanks, Caleb. So this is regarding horses. Uh, Caleb writes, Despite working several years at the home of the Kentucky Derby, I'm not personally a proponent of the sport of thoroughbred horse racing, just a proponent of personally having health insurance, so I'm afraid I won't have many funny anecdotes for your comedy podcast. But Caleb, don't worry, because you go on to say, I can confirm that you are correct, that horses are rarely buried intact. (laughs) (laughs) Now... Now, now, what is odd to me about this is that I don't remember us talking about horses being buried intact or not. Yeah, I said that. Did you we talk d- about horses being buried in bits? No, I said that you don't bury horses generally. Oh yes, that's right, because they're so big. Because they're massive. However, says yeah. Caleb, Churchill Downs will occasionally memorialise Kentucky Derby winning horses by allowing their head, heart, and hooves to be buried on the property, which feels less like a great honour and more like dismembering a corpse to prevent identification. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we, you've got to smash all the horse's teeth because dental records on it. <laughs> burn off its fingerprints oh man oh man yeah thank you Caleb that was uh, yeah, Thanks, very That's insightful enlightening thank you for your insight on horse disposal hmm. um, if you know anything about horse disposal or about any yeah. of the other um, want, to, want to bring your knowledge to bear on any of the things that we've spoken about or understood Halloween Town 2's plot maybe if you under- yeah if you understood Halloween Town 2 do get, do phone in uh, yeah, uh, you- I tell you what I tell you what though what Egg, egg cube I just remembered <laughs> That's Egg good. cube And now I'm back To loving this film Egg cube Yeah It's so good If only egg cube Came back again Or happened later In the film So good 
Um, <laughs> I'm looking at pictures of Eggy. <laughs> so am I. I'm looking at the pictures you sent me of Eggy. Yes, no, Andy, I'm, look- I'm looking at that picture because you sent it to me. I'm also looking at the zoom in on the face that you sent to me shortly after. <laughs> Listeners, Andy is now sort of <laughs> making the making the making the egg, making the egg face sort of wave like he's dancing in front of the webcam. <laughs> Why is it so funny? I don't know. It is though. Oh my god. Oh. If you want to email the podcast, you can do so at momcan'tcookpod at gmail.com. Oh. Uh, you can also find merch at momcantcookstore.com and if you don't want to wait another fortnight for another decom dunk fest another great episode of mom can't cook another great episode of mom can't cook you don't have to because you can join the swelling ranks of mom can't cook extra helpings patrons by going to patreon.com forward slash extra helpings uh, and that way you get a special 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 um like rss url thing that you can put into your podcatcher of choice including spotify now spotify now links with patreon so you can listen to it in spotify and you can listen to the bonus feed of uh of, of mom can cook extra helpings which is us recapping episodes of so weird the disney channel original tv show from the late 90s early noughties it's all paranormal it's bonkers and yeah it's a really good time it's really fun those episodes are great and there's now uh, like a backlog so if you're you know if you're needing more mum can't cook there's a whole load of it just waiting for you it's just a patreon subscription away andy yes tell everyone about your Substack. oh yeah i'm writing horror stories uh all spooky season this year um if you go to uh-oh-uh-oh.substack.com uh, you can check them out. It's free. You can subscribe. You get them emailed straight to your inbox. And it's just me writing spooky comedy horror stories. So sign up. Enjoy. Uh, can you tell everyone the title of the one that went out today? Because it's a brilliant title. Uh, today on the day, yeah, on the day we're recording this yep. um, is a story called Lo-Fi Beats to Kill To, which um, is exactly what it sounds like. Yeah, it's it's extremely good. Okay, Andy, what decom are we doing next? Next up, Luke, we are doing 1999's Don't Look Under the Bed. Yes! When strange things start to happen in the town of Middlesburg, 13-year-old Frances McCausland looks like the culprit. Desperate to solve the mystery and clear her name, Frances reluctantly enlists the help of Larry Houdini, her little brother's imaginary friend. Larry must teach Frances to rely on her imagination to defeat the boogeyman who framed her and save the town. Now, that is a description that is wild tells you very little but here's what you need to know about this one it's one of the good decoms yeah it's actually good it's got some really really like bizarre surreal dreamscape sets it's, yeah it's got some monsters of actually good attention to detail yeah it's kind of scary uh and it's got the 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 guy who plays like the main the main role the protagonist Ty Hodges is the is mm-hmm. the actor's name. It's a great performance. It's very yep. it's memorable. Yeah, it's an actual. You might remember him from the Janet Jackson "Go Deep" music video. Ah, yeah, you might. Uh, so yeah, so that's don't look under the bed. Next time in a fortnight. Until then, thanks for listening to Mom Can't Cook. We're sorry about Halloween Town too, but we didn't make it. Yeah, and also uh, I have a gun that shoots Calabar, so yeah. you don't even need to worry about it anymore. Yeah, exactly. If you're worried, just look behind you. There's probably a magical door that leads to whatever you need. Yep, a magical door that leads to a good Halloween Town sequel. That leads to the end of the film. Yeah. <laughs> they should have opened the door and they just see like the end credits scrolling through. <laughs>
Well, that's the magic. Of, that's the magic of Disney Plus. Is you just press the you press the stop button, and that's the end of the film. Can you imagine that visually? Like they open the door and they see the end credits to Halloween Town two, and they just look at each other, exchange a smile, and step through hand in hand. Step through hand in hand, and just sort of dissolve. Yeah, the camera follows them through, and the credits get big, and that is just the credits. And that's the end, that's of, the end of, of it. Yeah, that would have been good. That's magical. That would have been good. That would have been bold. Okay, see you next time. Bye, folks. 